G'day and welcome to the Mellow Tiger podcast. My name's Bree and I'm here as always with my co-host, George. Hello. Josh. Hey. And today I want to say like I've got a good one, but it's a bit of a bummer. This is a joke. Oh, I fuck. I should probably say too, I, we missed last week's because I was sick. It was me. This is last week's. Is it? Yeah, but it's we're, not. We're pumping out two episodes in a row right now. Are we? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in charge of this. I'm so confused. I was like, I'll do whatever. But I, I like, do not have enough content for that. I know. I was I was like that. And then I, de- like I was saying, oh, you yeah, accidentally deleted everything. So now we're like on the fly. And then I was also saying, I got almost to the end of this script. And I was like, oh, this is actually a bummer. Like this whole thing. I don't know what it is. But over the years, I think as you get older and you experience more life, it's things aren't as like, oh, that serial killer. Oh my God, that's so creepy. And like, you can't, it's like Daniel always says, I'm like, what's your scariest cryptid to him? And he's like, humans. I'm like, but they really, goes, yeah, there's like no scarier thing in the world than that's things true. that humans do to yeah. one another. Yeah. And then this one, yeah, it, it's probably one of the worst, if not the worst serial killer that I've ever, like the more I read about it, the more I was just like, this is fucked. Hey, like, so a disclaimer, this video is based on historical events and is for educational purposes. Yes, we're going to learn um, something. I need you to be like funny as much as you can <laughs> because we're going to need it. It's so it. dark. Mate, go to town on the killer. Go to town on, on the, the victim. Yeah, we don't, you know. You oh, we can't? Know well, then you that. can't. I can't make a deal. Can I tell you right now? Even Are we discriminating it, against the person who killed someone now? <laughs> yes. No. What I'm saying is even if you- He had his reasons. <laughs> You could have been really bad about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So what I'm saying is like... You're kind of throwing me off my game. I was about to say, you're going to like, even when, like the more you get into it, I feel like you'll feel openings for a joke and you just won't have it in you to do it. Like you won't I'll want do it. it. Do you know what I mean? No. I'll push the button. Yeah. You can edit it. <laughs> That's like, you should keep your outtakes. I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's like a TikTok outtake thing. Yeah, but this one is, like, really, really, really bad. Like, the worst. Um, And this there's, like, going to be a content and trigger warning for, for, like, everything you can think of. The person we're about to talk about commits sexual and violent crimes against women and children of both sexes. Whoa, 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 um, the kids. That's what I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> however bad you think it's going to be, double or triple that. But uh, obviously, like, I'm going to breeze over a lot of stuff because you don't want, like, the nitty-gritty details of everything. And I just think it's, like, too... Some of it was just too much, bro. I was just like, I don't even want to read this shit. And usually, like, back in the day, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so creepy and disgusting and disturbing. And now oh I'm like, just... Oh, my God, blood. Tell me more. Do you know what I mean? You know how sometimes Slap it's a like a dog car... collar on your wrist. But sometimes a car crash... Like, it's like you call it a car crash, right? Like, you can't look away. And you're like, oh, my God, this one is just like, I'm good. Like, I'm good with that. So the reference I used for this episode was an article called The Devil's Trail by crime writer Catherine Ramsland. So today I'm going to be talking about the prolific Ukrainian serial killer with 52 confirmed victims. Oh, shit, he's calling that's helicopters. That's, a Con- that's confirmed, yeah. so possibly more. Maybe he, I think in the end he was trying to say it was like around 56 to 60. Such. Like it was up. over it's the M- Okay, so over the years he's amassed himself a few nicknames. So he's been known as the Lesser Pelosa Killer. The Butcher of Rostov, the Rostov Ripper. That's a good medal. The Red Ripper, and my personal favorite because it's just so fucking creepy. The Child Eater. That's messed up. I like the Red Ripper. No, the, no, the one before that. The Rostov, the Rostov. Butcher of Rostov. No, the Rostov, Rostov Ripper. Ripper. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of alliteration there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was about to say alliteration slaps. 
So alliteration is when two words have the same letter that they like they start with the same letter. So Rostov Ripper, like the R. Can you just say I like words that start with the same letter? You know, that was a bit longer. I feel like it's almost like we should create a word. Make <laughs> something. Yeah. I also do feel like a liter like the word alliteration is pretty basic standard English language All stuff. Right. You've never heard someone say alliteration? No, I live with a school teacher. Does she like teaches the generation? Future does generation? she always feel like she's on recess duty or something? No, she just ignores you? me. <laughs> Have you learned anything? I'm like that, from I'm her? that kid she left in detention and forgot about. <laughs> do you? What do you do with your kids for like um homework and shit? They do it all themselves. You They're don't clever have to enough. Help. Yeah. They don't ask questions. No. Do you? Are you happy that they don't ask questions? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be super. No, they do sometimes, and I just come in and do it for them. I would be super annoyed, except for maths. Maths, I'm not touching. I'm, I'm not good at. See, I'm good at maths. Yeah, but I'm not too bad at maths. Yeah. Yeah. No English, I'd be like coming up to Junior and be like, "How's it going? What are you doing here? Mm. You got? You want to run it by me? Because you know, I know if you then she would just like go away. She'd yeah. be like, "Oh my goodness! Like the themes within your narrative, like as a six year old, she'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Well, it's just the cat's out on the hat, mum, relax. But I'm excited for that, not the math, so I'll have no idea. And then the poor kids would get stuck with Daniel. And could you imagine him trying to teach them math? Be like engineering. Yeah, they'd be like, we know. Build a bridge. Yeah, symbols. <laughs> two plus two. Here's a bridge. He's like, so now we're going to work on the cure for cancer. The kid's like in year seven, like, please, dad, leave us alone. So, and speaking of butchering, you're going to have to give me some grace. I tried so hard to learn these Russian words and I did like I'd Google them or I'd put them up on YouTube and I went over it time and time again. I was like, that's how it's pronounced. I got the pronunciation down. As soon as my brain sees it written. It yeah, re- but like, we're not going to know if it's right or wrong. I know, but I, this I, is a Russian fella actually listening. It's annoying. We apologize to. <laughs> it's annoying though when you know the pronunciation of something and you're listening to someone mispronounce. And apparently I mispronounce a lot of stuff. Dad was like, it's not foliage, but it's foliage. And I was like, is it? It is foliage. It <laughs> is, is it? foliage. Yeah. yeah. But I do that a, a lot. Gives birth. That's what that sounds like, exactly. Foliaging. How is it not foilage? It's not foilage. Because it's got an eye. You wrap your sandwich. Well, can someone in there. say something to me when I'm saying it wrong? I don't remember you saying it. I just yeah, didn't want to. You wanna, literally like... said to me, that's a good word, foilage. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I want to call you out. Like you did a little okay. illustration. Okay. <laughs> don't be one of those people. I'm one of those people that if I have something on my teeth, I am going to be less embarrassed if you tell me there's something in my teeth than going home and noticing that. I had something in my teeth talking to someone for like four hours. Like, pull me up on stuff. If I'd really like knowing that you're going around with something on your teeth. <laughs> Pretend you don't hate me. Okay. Okay. It's foliage. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I, under, like, I understand your pronunciations though. Like, I read Dyatlov Pass and as you're reading, you just skip over the names. You know how you just like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like you like, don't even pronounce <laughs> it. Because if you stop and pr- try to pronounce it, you find out like, Two hours later, you're sitting there on the same word trying to pronounce it again and again and again But and then again. sometimes I think you can get it, but it takes a couple of times of looking at it and you're like, oh, that's what it would be. And then you go to read it again. You're like, fuck. Well, it just, it doesn't, unless you're talking to someone who has that name, you say it over and over and over yeah. again. The worst is when you think you've got it and you're saying it and then you go to the computer and it tells you how to pronounce it and that's not how you're pronouncing <laughs> it, the whole book. <laughs> that's like, already in your head. Fuck. Or the worst is Daniel because he's got a different accent. He'll say, I'll say, like read something and he'll say it's pronounced like this. And I'm like... You, you talking means nothing to me because the way you pronounce something isn't the way uh, like a person that speaks, not that he doesn't speak English, but that has like an Australian accent or American accent would pronounce something. He just like mumbles like some sort of Jamaican sounding something, walks away. What? I'm like, I just, pr- I don't care that I don't know what you just said. Like, I just rather not know. So just like, don't come for me. So the first body was found in a Southern region of Russia on June 27th, 1982. 
and it was pretty much just bones. Wasn't much going on. It was pretty well decomposed. So a man looking for firewood on it's like they a wooded strip. They've got like these little wooded belts. Um, he'd he'd found it, and it was really strange too because it was really close to like a pathway and like people would walk past and stuff. But no one had seen it. Or smelt it or anything like No. That. And then uh, it was like mostly decomposed, but there were a few patches of leather skin kind of hanging on here and there. And also a bunch of like, like a little thing of black hair hanging Ooh, from yucky. the skull. Um, so the dude obviously went and reported it to like the local authorities in the area. He was like, yo, I found this. It's kind of, kind of hectic. So this was in the early eighties, right? And... The body had no identifying clothing, so it was stripped of all clothing. Um, it'd been left on its back. And um, the, like, the ears and certain as- like attributes were still intact, so you could tell it was a woman, like not just from the long hair, but you could see that there was ear piercings and it, and it appeared to be pretty young, whoever it was. It also appeared that from the posture of the victim that they had fought their attacker some and they'd had some broken ribs and at first they were like, oh, it, it's from the fight. But then they realised it was also mainly because um, they had been stabbed quite a few times. Ooh, I hate stabbing. And they had also had their eyes removed by a knife. So they could see where the knife had like dug into the eye socket to remove the eyes. And there was also similar gouges like that in their pelvic area. And it straight away when the police saw it, they were just like, whoever did this was like, crazed like whoever did it was <laughs> isn't coming no, it's quite uh, normal yeah this is very normal for <laughs> the yes, day if i was a murderer i'd do this i don't mean <laughs> as, in, <laughs> as in like they oh, were my knife <laughs> <laughs> they were in a frenzy like they were in a fit of rage or whatever while they were doing to it. take someone's eyes out and stab them in the groin area is well, they, they thought that like it's very weird hey like to yeah. do that it's like some some it's rage right exactly there was a missing report out on a 13-year-old girl whose name was Lubov Buryak from Novocherskask, a village that was close by. So they were like, maybe it's her. They called her uncle up who had already been looking for her. She'd been missing for um, almost a month. She disappeared earlier that month. And he was like, okay, I'll come check it out. See if it's my daughter. Not that you could really... Yeah. Oh, sorry, my niece. Not that you could really tell. But She he might like, have a bit of personal something on her. That exactly, he something that he'd be like, that like was... Tattoo. Oh, what, sorry? Like a tattoo? On, like, one of the little bits of skin. I th- <laughs> nah, his niece was, uh, she's 13, so I, well, I don't know, 80s Russia. I don't really it's know rebel. what goes on in Russia, if I'm honest. I don't think like, anyone really does. Do you know, <clears throat> I Google earthed a few bits of it. Do you know how big, I, this is funny, because we're really bad at geolo- geology, not geology, geography. geography. <laughs> I Google earth Russia. It's, like, six times the size of Australia. Russia's massive. I didn't know this. Russia's the biggest country. Is yeah. it? Okay, yeah. well, obviously I didn't know any of this. But then I was also dropping my little dude down. It's beautiful. Yeah, Russia's like, the nice. the north yeah. is beautiful. And I'm like, I want to go to Russia and Denmark. Yeah, like, not being there is beautiful when you look at it. But if you were there, I don't think it would be at the well, wilderness. Uh, yeah, You're I talking think about think the vast, the wilderness. Mm, yeah, Serbi- it'd be Serb- nice. Siberia. Yeah, if you were there it'd be five cold, minutes. It'd cold yeah. and pretty relentless. Now I'm thinking of the terror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what it would be like. The photos were taken in summer. So it was like, re- it gave oh. me like, um almost like Californian vibes or like, West Coast of America. Yeah. Well, I know they're kind of... Yeah. <laughs> they're <But> like... <laughs> most of the maps you see aren't to scale. They have to scale it in just to make it look good, like on, on a map. Yeah, oh, like really? it's not that yeah. size. Yeah. It's like not actually that, that, that size. I like that you're being generous with me for that, but I also don't look at maps. Yeah. So I'm just like, I fucking... I know where New Zealand is. 
I know you have a general idea of the other ones, but I just didn't realise the size of it, even compared Huge. to America. And then I didn't yeah. realise it was so close to Alaska. It's across the Bering Strait. Like the, the Bering Strait is How wide is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's not very wide In like at all. kilometres, how, how wide is the Bering Strait? I've got no idea. Because I just know that I watched Stranger Things and they mm. flew from Alaska to Russia and I was just like, yeah, but that's be, unbelievable. Yeah. But that'd be like fine from, well, I don't know exactly, but we always think about flights being so long over there, but they're not. Compared to, it's like us going to Melbourne or something. Yeah. Because when they cross countries. <laughs> yeah, but how far is this Bering Strait? Like it's not far. That's how, when during the Ice Age, mm-hmm. when the water was lower, that's how humans came across from like Asia, Russia and they, walk. Came, they came across to America. Do you think it was like us when we'd go to Nelson Bay and you'd visit that little the island spit? off Finkel exactly. Bay? Yeah, Finkel just Bay, like, yeah. run, the blue bottles yeah, are coming, the sea's that. coming yeah. in. Yeah. That would have been hectic. So that's but how it, small it is. Is it like England to France? I think it's like 50 kilometres or something oh, like that. Oh, like not even bad no. at all. As far like as 30, 30 to 50 swims. kilometres. You'd think they'd have a bridge. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no one wants to do it. <laughs> uh, another one you need to watch too, just while we're talking about it, is True Detective, the most recent season. Sounds fictional. I mean, non-fictional. No, it is fictional. Is it? Yeah. It's similar vibes to The Terror. <laughs> it's set in a, a fictional town called Innes in Alaska. And there is a research facility in the Alaskan, like in there. And it's the it's when, the you know how like 30 Days of Night, it's when it goes to night. It's With uh, the, Josh Hart. They're Hartnett, yeah. They're, Hartnett? they're about yeah. to experience the 30 Days of Night and all of the men in the research facility just plum disappear. And they have to investigate. Like, it's got Jodie Foster in it and Issa Lopez, I think. Oh, I have to find out. What's it called? True Detective Night Country. Because oh. there's all different ones, isn't there? The last episode is on today. And do you know what? I said to mum, you need to watch this, you need to watch this, you need to watch this. And I was under the impression that it was streaming at 8.30 on Foxtel, right, of a night. And I said to mum, you need to watch this. And I went over on a Monday. So it streams of a Monday. The last mm. episode's tonight. Well, it would have been at 1pm today. And I didn't realise that they actually started releasing them at 1pm, which is like the same time it's released in the States, on a Sunday in the States, 1pm Monday in Australia. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I went and saw mum and she's like, oh yeah, I caught up today. I caught up on all of it today. And I was like, sweet, Um, what part are you up to? And then she like... Told you. She told me, but I wasn't up to that episode yet because I didn't think it had aired yet. Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't yeah. her fault, but then it was yeah. like a really big piece. And I was like... And then when I watched it with Dan, every 20 seconds, he's like, what do you think that means? Or what do you think is going to happen? I was like, I can't say anything because I... It's fucking ruined. But then I was like, maybe I I shouldn't have told him that mum told me and I could have been like, see? See, I know these things. I just know where they're going with this. I could write this, you know? Yeah. He would have been like, wow, that's amazing. So the Bering Strait is 53 miles. 53 miles. It's not that far though for a straight line. So 1.6 kilometre per mile is like 150k. You go almost just another and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only um, 30, 50 metres deep. Really? That's so shallow. Shit. Still wouldn't swim there. I could walk across. No, I... Yeah. <laughs> Ocean. <laughs> yeah, no way. But yeah, so when the seas, the ice age, obviously, it's lower. That's how humans popped that's over. That's where the goblin sharks live, isn't it? Is they it? kill you with their ugliness. They're the ugliest fish in the sea or something. That's Have you seen them? They've got like the jaws that go back up towards their forehead and they're like... Argh. Yeah, no wonder they hide out there because people yeah. like you body shame them. Yeah, because it's so cold there. No one's coming here to <laughs> I like, just pick wanted, on us. I just oh my God, loved. it's cold. Ugh. <laughs> I kind of want to die now. <laughs> the shark's like, oh. So mean. That is very mean. It's like, this is why we live here. We can, we don't get a moment's peace. <laughs> so anyway, back back to it. So the uncle comes to look at this 
body and he's like nah like that's fully decomposed my niece only disappeared earlier in the month there's no way that's what i thought too and it uh, also he was like oh the black hair she didn't have long black hair like that so a few hours later uh a dude called major mikhail Fe- mikhail fetisov he arrived from the headquarters in Rostov city or oh, Rostov on Don, which is the closest, largest city. So he's coming in. He's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, let's, let's figure it out, boys. As soon as he got there, he pretty much was like, well, he, sorry, he was the leading detective for the region. He got there. He was like, I want to know all of the missing persons. Like give me all your missing persons cases. And he also wanted a bunch of like cadets. He was like, you're going to go and search the area. So he got all these cadets out to search the area just for evidence or see if anything was going on that they had missed perhaps. And he also wanted them to try and fingerprint the remaining like leathered pieces of skin that were still on her hands. So he was like, you got to get some fingerprints off this. Because remember, it's the 1980s as well. They can't really do like DNA testing to say that's who that person is. They yeah. had like a, a little bit, but not to that degree. And then the fingerprints came back and it was confirmed to be Ludbov's. So it was the niece. And then they assumed that because of the weather, like it'd been really rainy and warm, that that was why it had decayed so so quickly. But what about the hair? Uh, Again, I think it was just out in the weather. weather. Just maybe because everything else shrunk or whatever, it looked longer than what it was. And they also found, like the searches that were sent out, found a white sandal and a yellow bag containing the brand of cigarettes that she had gone to buy. So she had left to go on like a shopping trip and she'd gone to buy cigarettes. Yeah. So she must have been on her way back when it happened because she had the cigarettes. So they confirmed through those that's what had happened. But other than that, there was like no evidence that could have pointed towards... Anybody in particular. Anyone in particular that could have killed her. And then it was like such a weird attack that they they were like... It seemed re- really random, and when they're so random like that, it's almost impossible to solve because there was they were trying to figure out like why would this have happened to her, and back in the day, they pretty much had two reasons why someone would get murdered in Russia. Like this is just what they thought. Uh, so it was an intimate killing, which usually means like someone's drunk or angry mm. over something, and they would kill you. And usually that would be like a family member or something like that, mm-hmm. or it would be um, an instrumental murder which means someone wanted something from her, like whether they were trying to rob her yeah, or okay. something like that. But they didn't take, other than clothing, they didn't take anything that was would yeah. be considered worth murdering someone Does it from. say she was, could they tell if she was raped or not? No, because I think she was so dis- decomposed. Yeah. But I think that was one of the things that, like that could have been an instrumental murder. That's yeah. why they did it. So, and it would have been a crime of some risk because of where it occurred, people could, were walking backwards and forwards through... So they are saying that's where it occurred. What The body yes. wasn't dumped there. That's where no, it happened. That's where it you happened. wouldn't dump a body there, would you? At a like a main... I don't know where I'd dump a body. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I do in pieces over the dump edge. Really? Yeah. Why? I think they'd find it with the that. bulldozer, wouldn't yeah. they? Not if you're throwing it over. I know where I'd dump a body, but I'm not saying it here. Can we talk about it after? Because I, I got this problem. You know what? No. Because yeah. I just don't, you, I feel like you'd squeal quickly, right? Like Josh, yeah. they put a bit of pressure on you and you'd be like, I know where it is. I don't need pressure. Just do it. Just <laughs> ask me. I just try and be polite. I <laughs> dude I used to work with said that the best place to dump a body is a wombat hole, like a burrow. So you put the body, you wait for the wombat to get in the burrow and then you put the body in the burrow and then the wombat has to drag the body into the burrow to get out of the burrow because it's blocking its way. And that's the best way to dump a body. And I was like, I would be so excited, one, to find a wombat, two, to find where it's hanging out. 
You'd be, fucked if, you'd be fucked if the wombat just pushed it out in front of it. <laughs> all got a taste for humour. I'm not doing <laughs> this again. <laughs> That's a movie there. Imagine the wombat's just one sitting on your porch. When I, I've never seen a wombat on the farm before. <laughs> it's just sitting there twitching. <laughs> Have you seen a wombat with mange? No. We used to get wombats with mange up on the property and they were crazed. They were scary and then they looked all deformed and shit. And it was Cupping their arm on it. <laughs> Carrying a head. Oh, dude, a scary movie too. <laughs> <laughs> Running on its worn out kneecaps. <laughs> oh, they are creepy. Apology not accepted. Wombat with mage. Oh, man, that's messed up. Right? So bad. Do you remember that wombat we saw that one time at Turon, Jordan? It was fucking massive. I what couldn't we- believe how big they are because the last time we went to Turon, I saw one too. I was letting the dogs out. Like, you know that the door that leads out sort of to the back? It's just got. Like that glass window. Yeah. I opened that to let the dogs out. And as I opened it, the shape was, it was just standing there. Like this big mound. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then it got up and started like running away. It was huge. <laughs> it was massive. No, I remember, like, I would have been 16. I reckon this wombat would have been up to my waist. Yeah, like it, that, Like it yeah. was the biggest thing I've ever seen. And I was, mm. I will try to climb a tree. I was terrified. I yeah. could not believe how big this wombat was. It's like they've been there for years. I've seen one get by a car and the huge bang and the car got folded and the wombat just shook it off. Just kept walking. Do you, isn't it sad though when you're like driving to Turon or somewhere like that and you just see all these dead wombats them, on the yeah. side of the road and you just think, you poor little thing. Because mm. he's so cute. But if it was ugly, like you said about that shark, fucking care. If they're ugly, yeah, no. It's kind of like a murder victim. Like the pretty. It's almost like they would turn for it. They would what? Turn for it. In, oh, like two hit it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> monster. Not that I do that. Forget this guy. <laughs> you're a monster. Um, so, the, and also in Russia, like the idea of like these kind of sexual crimes were considered like self-indulgent for Western societies. It wasn't a thing that happened in Russia. Like or it was an obsession within. No, we don't do that in Russia. No. We... But this idea, because I think psychology, like you talk about like even the FBI with serial killers and that, that was something that started to happen in the seventies kind of thing. They didn't really know much about like the psychology behind crimes. And it was very new in say like America in the FBI when they were talking about like sexually crazed people or like sexually kind of incentivized crime. That's why people did it. And Russia was kind of like, mm, that's not a thing that that doesn't happen here. So, um, which I think with the cannibal Island, when did that happen? What you, what decade was that? You reckon eighties, uh, 60s, I think it was earlier. 40s might've been six. I don't know actually I can't remember but I mean 40s 60s I feel like there was a case like there's cases of that happening and they were like no that sort of shit doesn't happen we don't do that that's super freaky that's That's, super freaky shit like for us right yeah exactly but when I read that I was like come on Russia like yeah we're seeing the first step to getting over it is admitting it (laughs) is it also the last (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and the autopsy report shown that showed that she'd been attacked from behind and she'd been hit in the back of the head with like the butt of a knife and then also the blade of the knife. She'd been stabbed at least 22 separate times oh, right. and then mutilated in other ways, but 20, they didn't yeah, express. So at least 22. And then there was also some, uh, uh, some person had written a book and it claimed that it was 41 times. So there's a little bit of, it's a, 22 was the lowest number and that's enough. You know we'll what go I mean? With 30. Just between them both. Between them both. Yeah. We're just average it out. It out. Mm. Yeah. So the police started thinking, you know, let's try and make a list of possible suspects. Um, And they leant towards like the mentally ill, juvenile delinquents or someone with a history of sex crimes. Where they're trying to figure out who this 13-year-old could have encountered. You know what I mean? Because they were trying to think, 
I mean, if it wasn't a random ta- attack, who could she have known or where could she have encountered someone that would do this to her? And one man who had been convicted in another rape, he found out that he was like a major suspect and he killed himself. Oh, really? Yeah. So the police were like, oh, oh. <laughs> shit. Oh. We're totally going to case, case closed. closed? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, li- literally like with no other suspects, they were like, okay, we're, we're done with this. So now. they did. <laughs> yeah. They did do that. Yep. They were, did oh, they work for them? Not like their case closed, but more like, okay, well, we, this is a cold, almost like a cold case now. We've, we well, can't investigate It's got to be ran, a random guy. Then how can you pick up on a random That's guy? That's what they say. It's mm. near impossible to yeah. figure it out. So it was that guy. And I'm going home because I'm not doing overtime. <laughs> that does sound like a cop. Mm. But then another victim was found. So less than two months after this discovery of Lud- Lyudbov. How long, sorry? Lyudbov. Less than two months. Near a train station in Shakti, there was a dude walking around. He was like a railroad worker and... Um, Shakti is a small town about 20 miles away or 32 kilometres away from where the first body was found. So not far. Not far. And he came across some skeletal remains. Um, they appeared to have been there for roughly six weeks and it was an adult woman. And similar to Lyudbov, this victim had been stripped of their clothing. Um, they'd been left face down with their legs open and the thing that was really similar was they had been stabbed multiple times and the eye sockets again. What's with the... Oh, so that's, the a, same that's thing. pretty... Yeah, yeah. it's Sorry, the same. Sorry, the MO. Yeah. So, so the, now they know they've got someone doing well, the same shit, but who is this, Red? So the thing is as well, in Russia, the government controlled the media at this time mm. and they were not allowed to report on it. Because it's like, eh, happy, happy, everything is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are all, because it was like communist um, Russia at the same, yeah. like it was the, what is it? The Soviet, they were talking about it and then it went in one ear and out the other. Because you know, when you don't understand stuff, but you try really hard to care, but you just don't. It was like the Soviet Union, SSSR. Yeah, the Soviet U- Union. USSR. Yeah. USSSR. U- you don't have to add an extra S. It's already gone enough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, okay, well, what is... It Triple was, S coming to a theater near you, Vin Diesel. That's what it was though. He, it was, he was part of... Well, not he was, but this area was, it was when that was happening. Under the control. Yes. Yeah. The Communist Party. And, and this fellow knows and he's like, I'm going for some more stabby stabby. Maybe. Mm. But that's what it was like. So the, they were controlling like the media. So they're like, don't you fucking dare talk about none of this shit. Mm. Right? This doesn't happen in Russia like mm, they were saying no. before. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah. <laughs> can, you so guys help, can you guys help us find him then? <laughs> Shh. Exactly. Like now. It's an ad and he's just sitting there freezing. So Russia, come to Russia. Be good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I think it was like a very bad time, wasn't it, the eighties in Russia? Or was it very good? No. I think they were all bad times. Actually, really? no, that sounds bad. <laughs> a little bit. I'm sure there was good times. We have um I guess with everything that's going on with Russia and Ukraine, there's like we don't have the we haven't had the best like introduction <laughs> to what's going like yeah. how how we, we just focus on the bad record of Russia. It's more fun. <laughs> So Western propaganda. <laughs> they also couldn't identify this body because there was like no missing po- persons reported. So they're like, oh, don't know. And then only a month later, someone else gathering wood about 16 K south of where that victim was found. They came across more remains Jesus. of a woman laying face down. Um, but someone had tried to hide this body. They'd covered it in branches, which was new. Um, <laughs> it's like going all the way, isn't it? I'm just going to put a limb on her. So they're kind of like me. <laughs> no, we'll find her. It's like a twig. <laughs> yeah. But then... Caterpillar oh, starts eating it. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> You're destroying my crime scene. <laughs> uh, but once again, the body had the telltale signs of like the eye socket, 
stab wounds, but everything. Yeah, that's like not that. a rage thing now. That's just unless they're in the moment rage. But I mean, that's becoming they just like it. Well, to that's start with. that's what they're starting to say. Their eyes are weird. This is like a fetish thing almost. It's like, very is personal. It, too. Is it a supernatural thing? Like definitely. Pe- how people feel about the eyes, or is it like a fetish thing it's with the pers- eyes? Like not. It's personal in a way, like. Or not you know the person, but like a to to actually take someone, into, yeah, yeah, take their eyes out. Maybe a blind person done it. Yeah, <laughs> jealousy, jealousy, jealousy yeah. fueled rage. They, they could only just fly the branches to hide it. And this person, <laughs> that's this why they're not buried. <laughs> hides it with an, uh, the arm of like another corpse, like not realizing. Uh, and this person also was not identified. They didn't have any. They, there was no missing persons. No, I guess I wonder if it was quite transient or there was a lot of death at the time because there was a lot of starvation happening or there was, especially in the 60s, and they were kind of coming out of that and recovering mm. from it. So if someone went missing, if you didn't have someone that cared enough, they would just like, oh, they've just gone. gone you know what yeah. I mean? They've just moved on. And there's no way to be like, to, to like just fucking text them. Do a quick FaceTime. Be like, yo, are you good? Like they're yeah. just like, oh, I assume they just... <laughs> None of my business, they've moved on. I'll write them a letter. You know what I mean? And then it might take months to realise that this person's actually missing. They're right back dead. <laughs> yes, it's just like, I am dead. <laughs> Sometimes that's why they invented the Ouija board. Which <laughs> is all different forms of contact. So it now was obvious that they were dealing with a serial killer. But again, they didn't talk about that. The press wasn't allowed to report on that. And they would never, ever admit that that's what was going on. But they all knew, you know what I mean? So uh, officially, they only had three separate unsolved murders. That's what they were saying. We've just got three murders. Mm-hmm. Everything is exactly the same, but they're all separate. Nothing to do with no. The eyes is very common. Very common. It's a very common eyes. thing, yeah. <laughs> we see it all the time. Just, yes. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. You do it, you know, shaving. The razor's lips. <laughs> That's what it was like. Yeah, you know how it is. You don't give up after you lose one. You've got to shave the rest of your face. Slip again. <laughs> Common. Oh, no. Oh, no. Vodka fix. And then you can see and you trip over and break yeah. neck. Break neck. We Stab self 40 times. <laughs> we have two of them. Trying to get up. Trying to get up. Slip on your own blood. Let's see where going. We're ruling it an accident. Brands fall out of tree. <laughs> Solved. Solved. So that leading detective major, Fedosov, he was like, this is fucked. Something bad is happening. So he organized a special task force and he wanted to start a really intense investigation. He was like, this is fucked. It's going to keep happening. Clearly we need to figure out what's going on. So he recruited this dude from the criminology laboratory and his name was Victor Burakov. He's 37 years old. And he was like, he's like, if you watch a movie on people, he's like the main actor. Do you know what I mean? He's the main star. Like he had, he was the best at analysis of physical evidence, like fingerprints, footprints, um, anything else at the crime scene. Like he'd look at it and be like, you see that there? And all the other police officers are eating like donuts or whatever. And he's like, that means something. And they're like, how could that? And then he explains it to him. They're like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like Touches that the bones and has flashbacks. No. 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 Nice. Because I know who did it. No. But I'm not telling you because it would be solved too quick. So he was an expert on both police science and an expert martial artist. Yeah, this oh, guy's really? badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All around, he's the badass yeah. one. He's the one that they bring in and they're like, you solved this, right? You can't tell me he doesn't have a brim hat that you know goes down a little bit while he's got a cigarette and there's a shadow over his face. Probably. Cold in the big guns. 
Yeah, he was just like, he just like flicked cigarettes at the other guy. Yeah, just had him. Well, you knew about it. I got hand-to-hand combat. I feel like it would have been a lot like the other guys, you know, in the movie, the other guys. Oh, hey, like, hey, hey, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what does he call it when he just pops the gun off him? In a desk pop. A have you done a desk pop? Have you done a desk pop yet? Yeah, back in, uh, yeah. I should just do it. Just do it. I should just. <laughs> Give me back my wooden gun. Yeah. <laughs> we only watched that the other day. So good. And we do it again. But can you, ima- <laughs> can you imagine what sort of, I don't think he was very well received within like the current tactics they were using within the police force in 1980 weren't very much like based on evidence. It was just more on eliciting confessions in any way they could. Yeah. He was now joining the division of especially serious crimes. And this was in January, 1983. So we're in the next year now. And um, they were going to need this dude because that same month, a fourth victim was found. And she had been appeared to have been killed six months earlier. Um, and it, she was also found near the area where the second set of remains were found. She had the knife wounds, um, but some female clothing was found nearby, which they assumed was hers. And she was possibly a teenager. So getting a bit younger now. Well, the 13-year-old was young yeah. too. I think it's crazy they're starting to find them all now. It happened six months roughly ago, all of them. And they're all starting to find them now. I Not guess like one you, every, you know, couple of months or year or whatever. It's all starting to find them now. They also talk about like with the winters there kind of can hide the bodies. Oh, that's, yeah, like yeah. That sort of well, vibe. And it can well. preserve them a lot too. Yes. So, and then... <laughs> this snow, the killer's like, this snow will cover this forever. <laughs> it'll, nev- it'll never not go away. <laughs> never I, don't, not. I don't think he gave a fuck, hey? Like he just couldn't control himself. They were now referring to the killer as a maniac and the only thing they knew only about... Now. <laughs> only now. Only <laughs> now. Four is where we cross the line. <laughs> they got the categories. <laughs> Liter- and literally the only... There was two things they knew about him. One, he was a man. They knew it was a man. And two, he didn't smoke. And they hypothesized he didn't he smoke... Because he never took the Because he didn't take the cigarettes. So that's the only two things they knew about him. And also, they also had like some other hypothesized... Uh, hypothes- some other... Right. Hypotheses. 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 There we go. Hypotheses. Um, the guy that has hypotheses. Just re- like uh, trying to pronounce stuff now. I feel like I'm being like very watched with my pronunciation. Because you are. We're being recorded. <laughs> so he had some issues with eyes, clearly. Right? Uh, but they were trying to determine, like I said previously, what's the issues with the eyes? Are you, is this a fetish that you're removing them? It's a pretty or full on fetish. Color? Is it an eye color thing? Maybe. Yeah. Or is it like some sort of supernatural thing? And they also knew that he was kind of hanging around a little bit because of the eye gouging. It took time to get these eyes out, right? So he's spending a bit of time. They're hanging around after he killed them. And they were removed post-mortem, I'm fairly oh, certain. Thank God. Well, you want to say thank God, but still, it's not good. So some other shit but was I going on that was that. not post-mortem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I come, like a knife coming at your eye. So there was no leads. So Burikov's first job was to kind of... To head an investigation in Novoshaktinsk, where um, a ten-year-old girl had been reporting missing, so this is all they. It's kind of like they just have to wait for it to happen again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's no leads. Well, this fella just kicks doors down and just starts flogging people. You know what? Where is she? You're <laughs> probably not far. I think he was. Burikov was cool. Like he was not. He. That's not how he did things. But I think everyone else did it that way. So the girl Olga Stamachenok. She'd gone missing when she was on her way to a piano lesson. And this was in December 10th, 1982. So the previous year. And no one had seen her since. So he started going and asking questions about the parents. Like parents had learned anything. What had, did she run away? Like, have you been arguing? And they're like, no, she's sweet. Like, we're good. 
there's no way she would have uh, run away. And the parents had also received a really strange postcard from someone who called themselves the sadist black cat, telling them that their daughter was in the woods and that they would be, yeah. And warning them that there would be 10 more victims to come. Why? Why send the postcard? (coughs) Considering... Is that like it's getting too easy on killing all these people that need a little bit more of a rush? They always want to be caught, right? Yeah, that's true. Because if you do a lot of them and no one budges or says anything, you're sort of like, well, this is getting boring. But I also feel like he probably took pleasure in harassing the parents. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You get a bit extra more out of it. What what did he name himself? The black cat? The the sadist cat. The sadist black cat. Sadist black cat. So lame. Like, what a fucking loser. Like, he thinks he's an X-Man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean when people are like, you can call me Rogue? Yeah, you can call me Dragon. Well, you have to call me Nighthawk. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like really childish and kind of like. The sadist black cat. Mm. That's the. That's the what should I name myself? The black cat needs something else in front of it. Satan. Sadish. I'm really a bad guy. Satan. Sadish. Yeah. He's like, I'm a really bad guy. Meow. Like, why a cat? Why not a lion or something? The black and he starts dancing to like cats. <laughs> like, man, he was a fucking loser, like obviously, but. Okay. Burikov wasn't, he just figured this like letter or whatever. He, the postcard was a bit of a sick prank, um, but he still was like, I'm pretty sure your daughter's dead. I don't even said that to him. But that's <laughs> what he's he's leaving, putting his hat back on, by the way. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> yeah. So you found it. No, I'm just, I think she's, no. you know. She might not have her eyes. Like, Why would you tell us that? I don't know. It's my job. I'm good at it. Well, <laughs> I'm the best. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm sorry if someone was there. He <laughs> gives me like Chuck Norris vibes. I'm thinking of the dude off Farm um, Expanse, with the, the first couple of seasons. Um, oh, the, the detective, detective dude. Yeah, I'm thinking of that guy. Yeah, I'm th- maybe Justified is what I have in my mind as well. Yeah, true. Raylan Givens. Timothy Olyphant. Uh, I fuck. I love Timothy Oliphant. So what is my wife? He, I don't want to hear about it. Oh really? I think he's such a good actor. <laughs> mm. You don't like him? Are you just because you're jealous of him? Mm. Or oh, really? No, I've gotten past that. Oh okay, but do you like him? No. Why? I'm jealous of him. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten past that. <laughs> I haven't. No, but, I do. Until he done the Mandalorian one, I couldn't take him seriously anymore. What did he do in the Mandalorian? Just an episode. Oh no, wasn't oh, he one of yeah. the dudes with the helmets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I couldn't take him seriously. Why? That one episode just ruined it for you. Because he was more of like a lawman cowboyish yeah, type actor, and then he went to that, and it was like a futuristic. What the Star fuck Wars. do you think Star Wars is? It's literally cowboys in space. I remember that episode thing. That's nah. perfect because nah. he's he's got you can't the force walk, this. but he's also got the like he's such a memorable actor because of the way he moves his body. Perfect for someone who has to wear a mask half the time, right? You just don't like him because you're jealous. Someone likes him too much. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think he's really... He seems nice. Down he's a nice guy. He's with the same woman he was with before he became famous. Oh, that makes him amazing. <laughs> he just seems like... You know how some people go off the rails and they have like 25... Yeah, give him time. Do you know Robert De Niro just had a baby? He did himself. Robert... Well, he didn't have it. He wouldn't know these days. <laughs> oh, so no, you <laughs> stop. So no, I think it's pretty obvious that Robert De Niro did. Isn't he like eighty or seventy? A late eighties, I think. Yeah, and Shit. he had a good. How I don't know. Like you're going to be alive for like ten years of that baby's life if you're lucky. You know what I mean? Son, I got some advice for you. <laughs> Do you care though if you're going to be that rich as a kid? You know what I, I mean? Like I, at his point, at his time in his life, I don't think he cares. Just start calling the poor boy daddy yeah. or something. <laughs> anyway, so uh, four months later, on April fourteenth. Olga was found. Her body was. And it was found in a field 5Ks from the place where she was going to learn her music. So where she was going for the lesson. Uh, she was nude, lying 
in a frozen tractor rut on a collective farm. So they call it a, you know, a collective farm is like, it's a communism, right? So basically you work and you get to keep, you send it all. Like you don't get paid for what you do, but you get to keep some of the food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what in you a do. Tra- in a, it's like a tractor rut. rut. So yeah, like a rut that a tractor had left and she was like frozen How long was she gone for though? So she disappeared, I think in January. So yeah, four months later in April. Yeah, right. Oh no, sorry. She delis- dis- she had gone missing on December 10th, 1982. And then they yeah, found her body year. in April 14th. And then the police didn't touch her. They were like, Burikov, you like, they know he's like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, have touch the bones. <laughs> they were like waiting for him to come. Don't yeah. touch nothing. He's going to get cranky. He'll flog the fuck out of you. She, like we talked about, <laughs> he roundhouse kicks everyone. <laughs> um, and like we talked about previously, because it was winter, it pre- preserved her body. And so they could see really clearly, same pattern, like same knife wounds. Um, and the skull was punctured as was the chest and stomach. Oh, I mean, that's a 10 year old too. So literally <coughs> it was like a frenzied attack. Yep. They, he'd especially targeted organs like the heart, lung and sexual organs. Like he's a fucking yeah. freak, bro. Uh, and he'd also done the eyes once again. So they knew it. Same dude again. And he, Burikov now knew, like he was obviously they know, but he was like, yep, we're looking for like a sexually motivated serial killer. And he, it's escalating. Like everything he, each time he's escalating, he's getting younger victims and he's doing more creepy shit with them. He wasn't leaving any evidence behind and he was drawing no attention to himself. Like they were, they're like, how is he doing this? Like, how is he abducting these people? And killing them in these places and no one's noticing anything. Especially like, how many he's done. Um, but I don't know whether that's to, to do with like kind of like the media ban on it. Like you would think if they the media was talking about it, they'd be like, yo, <laughs> yeah. I saw a weird dude. You know what I mean? But he was like, this dude, no one has come forward. No one has seen anything untoward happening. He was kind of like a ghost. He was a black cat. So he, <laughs> Burikov wasn't given certain resources that would really help with the investigation. Um, only men that killed in this manner were supposedly few and only top ranking officials knew the details of those investigations. So he wasn't given any help. Like, you know how usually if you look at previous cases, you can kind of start to get an idea of who the killer might be or what had gone down and who had done it. So you could kind of apply it to your own investigation. He was not, they were not given access to any of that. Kind of like, I guess like with Dial of Pass, they just lock some shit up. Yeah. And you don't get to see it. It's not for you. So because of the long route that the that Olga took to get to her music lessons, he Brodikov assumed that the killer has a car and he was also sure that the guy was pretty normal looking because people didn't notice him, like people weren't scared of him, nothing nothing to report in the looks nothing. Find the most handsome person. He wasn't alarming, pulp. but he wasn't alarming to women or children. Like it was easy for him to get these people we'll to go close with him. enough anyway. Yeah, Maybe exactly. he just like drove up and you're just like, hey, I'll give you a lift to your lesson or whatever. And she jumped in and he just literally, yeah, took off. got lollies want to come with me. Like yeah. he didn't seem offensive. He didn't seem like scary. And then obviously they figured he had some sort of mental disorder, but he was pretty covert about it. Like people hadn't, wouldn't notice it sort of thing. And they decided to focus their investigation fully on the sex offenders in the area, specifically where they were on the day that Olga went missing or like the day after sort of thing. So they looked at released mental patients or like the men who lived around the Mm. area where the lesson was at or who owned or used a car. And then they even had handwriting experts come in and look at the card again. And they sampled the entire population of the town. 
to get like to see if it was anyone and it yielded literally nothing. So they were back to where they'd started. That's because a cat wrote it. Yep. <laughs> it was literally like the cat next to us. Sick of you not giving me food yeah. when I meow. Like, like <laughs> a black cat walks past and that detective fells looking at it, looks at him and just he knows. He goes through <laughs> his gun. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <slow. laughs> the cat goes for its knife. <laughs> his claws start to, to lengthen like bloody... What's that dude from X-Men? Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh, no. What's his yeah. brother's name? Remember his, bro- his brother was the cat dude? whatever. Yeah. Who was Saber, his brother's Saber name? Sabretooth. Yeah, him. I think it was just Saber, wasn't it? Saber or something like that. Sabretooth. Mm. <laughs> it's not it's more like we could Google it. <laughs> it's just it's like, you don't it care is, enough. It <laughs> is Sabretooth. <laughs> Can't be him. He's too obvious. Yeah, this <laughs> was just an X-Men. Don't want to this shit. So for the next four months, nothing turned up of any value. They realised as well that because it was like snowing and shit, most of these bodies that could or might be in the area are probably covered by snow, right? So it's hard to find anything like that. And then this killer struck again. So they found another body and it was again in another one of those wooded areas and it was found by a group of boys down in a gully and it was just bones pretty much. Again, there was no missing report, so they couldn't really, like missing persons report, they couldn't figure out who, would, who could this victim be. And then they were able to link it to the other crimes due to, again, the the stab marks and everything like that. The body was found by a group of boys, mm. but it was actually a girl. And it was revealed, they figured it out, um, that it was a girl who had Down syndrome. And that made it easier to kind of figure out who could possibly be a killer because they could track her back down, like back to, she was in like one of those special schools sort of thing there and she disappeared from it. So like, oh, a lead, we've got a lead now. Someone might've seen something uh, once again, they had not. So that girl turned out to have been 13 years old and she was attending a special school where, I don't know, you have a, where you go and you learn at your pace sort of thing. This body, once again, eyes gone, all that shit. Couldn't figure out anything because the people at the school were like, oh, she just kind of came and went as she pleased. So we didn't report her missing. So they didn't even know when she kind of left sort of thing. And then another body turned up. It was discovered in September in a wooded area near Rostov's airport. And it was found about three Ks from victim number six. And it was an eight-year-old boy. So he's getting younger. He's not really discriminating with sex. And he has been stabbed. That's the first boy they've found, isn't it? Oh, the second boy. The second this one. This is the second one they've found. So oh, no, like sorry. This is the first one. Sorry, yeah. I've mis- mistaken the girl with Down syndrome. I thought that was a boy, but it was a girl. Yeah, so this is the first boy they found. And he's young. So it sounds like um, opportunity, like um, young by themselves, can't really fight back. Oh, well, yeah. he hits him in the back of the head anyway. But, but this is the second, um, chi- like the second one they've found that was riding public transport. So the girl for the piano lessons, she was Olga. She was using public transport to get where they were going. Yeah. And then the last time this boy had been seen, he was riding public transport. The bus driver. Well, this kind of puzzled everyone. They always went after, like the fact that it was a boy puzzled them because they always usually go after a type of victim, right? Like they kind yeah. of, their MO kind of doesn't change, them a little right? bit that this has changed. Yeah, and then he was killing women and children and now girls and boys like mm. not just the female aspect and so that made them think maybe there was more than one killer it seemed impossible but so did the idea that so many victims could trigger the same type of sexual violence in one person mm. so they it was just it was very, even today by today's standards that's very strange you don't hear of that often no. you know a lot about like crime and stuff mm. is there a history of um serial killers working together 
like two at the same time? Not often, but there have been. Yeah. Like, as um, in not together, but doing the same thing. No, like working together. Working like together. together, 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 together. Yeah, so like ch- holding hands and shit. Yeah. A yeah. guy called Charles, mm, I think it was, and another. They did the the Mariposa killings, the Butterfly killings. They were a famous one, like duo. Yeah, a famous duo that killed together. Like they would. It, it was kind of like I don't know if, like you said, they worked together. So maybe someone mm. was snatching the bodies and the other one was killing okay. them. I don't know if they were both had the same like fucking fetish to kill, like yeah. the same instinct to kill people. But there have been times where they would work together to for the common goal of someone ending up dead sort of thing. I think the bodies, like the California ones, like the bodies in the hills or whatever it was, that was another two people working together or killing at the same time. But a lot of the time I'm fairly certain, like it's very rare to have two two serial killers working yeah. together, both killing. Usually it's someone who has a friend or something. They find someone else who's interested in the same thing and one works as like a procurer to help in some way. They assist each other. How do you find that out? Do you just slip it in the conversation a little bit? Like, Do I feel like back in the day would have been kind of difficult, but with the internet these days, I feel like you probably go on a group. There's probably a group on Facebook. You can join us on. Yeah. hundred percent like homesteading and murder. (laughs) Yeah. Some (laughs) shit like that. Yeah. But from what I've read and what I've seen and everything, it's kind of more, you work in tandem, but there's not necessarily like two people killing at the same time. They're just people that work together. And you see a lot with like, um, uh, women and men like that are partners like couples uh, that do that yeah. that's like an obvious one and then yeah. she gets jealous and you got to kill her or like that sort of thing got to... usually it's that yeah if they work together but, not... but it's unusual unusual yes yeah. definitely then burikov learned that the killer had finally been apprehended and it was over <laughs> this is just a and tease he, well he went he was like okay so he's on he hears on the phone we found the killer he's confessed come come check it out so the suspect was Yuri Kalanick. He was 19 years old and he also had, was like, had mental, he was mentally disabled pretty much. How, what's the, like the correct term for it? Like mentally challenged maybe? Challenges of mentality. You know what I mean? Like, it just depends because there's a broad spectrum. She, this is a very old article and there yeah. are words in here we cannot say anymore. Is it the R word? It is the R word. I knew yeah. it. Uh, and he had were friends with older boys from the residence. He would he would he stayed friends with these guys, right? And they were caught doing something shady on a train. Nothing like sexual or weird. And the conductor was like, caught them, and she was like, "Tell me about the recent murders," because I think it had gotten out that a lot of it was happening on public transport. Like that's a lot of the victims were on public transport the last time they were seen. So she'd caught them for fucking horsing around, tomfoolery, and they were like, "Yo, yo, yo!" It was Yuri. He did it. So they're just picking on this kid. And you was like, me? Because they wanted to, They yeah, they were just like, oh, yeah. I don't want to go down for nothing. Yuri did it. So then she apprehended him. He got taken to prison or jail, mm. sorry. He was arrested and interrogated. Um, In the he gulag. Had no, yep, he had no right to a lawyer or to remain silent. Like They were like, you got to talk, bro. Um, and he was like, he, he was mentally delayed. He had no idea what was going on yeah. or what was happening to him. Perfect patsy. Um, yeah, he was like, no, he denied ev- everything. He's like, yo, I didn't kill anyone. Like, I ain't doing none of that. Um, but then, like, after he stopped being beaten, he told them that, in fact, he did. So they basically forced it out of him. They beat the shit out of this kid. So did he to- say Tell me you're the killer. Tell me you're the killer. Yeah, yeah. so he said it to make him stop. He literally yeah. confessed so that they would leave him alone. They tortured him into a yeah. confession. Yeah. Uh, and now the police are like, sweet, cool, he's confessed. Now we just need some supporting evidence. Right? So literally tortured into confessing. Um, and Burikov was like, 
It seems a little like remember what we talked about before. Yeah. He didn't really abide by those techniques. With his toothpick. He mm. wanted assurance that this person had done it. And he's he, just beating himself. Burecroft, I need to know. Burecroft was like so confused, like so confused. He was just like, "Yuri's like he's a pretty good suspect, but I don't think it's him. Like he's got a like, like he had a mental disorder and he rode on the public transport, but he didn't think it was him." He Burecroft was like. Why would he confess? Mm. Just imagine the other cops just being like, "Fuck off, you cop! I've solved the case, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, we didn't even need you. You just can't cope that we beat you. <laughs> he looks at him. Sorry, Bill I didn't mean that. <laughs> Please don't beat the shit out of all twenty of us. <laughs> but he was bureaucrat. Was like, I just, I don't understand why someone would confess to a crime they didn't commit. It's just like, well, yeah, they. They like literally beat, like very obvious. You look at him, he'd been beaten up. And mm. so he's like, please don't. And then, um, so we need this supporting evidence, right? So they took him to be like, okay, come and show us where you put the bodies, right? And he was able to lead them to where the bodies had been found. But sometimes he was way off. Um, he's probably still groggy. Well, Burekov <laughs> was not convinced because the dudes who were leading were literally oh, leading lead him, him to places. Yeah. So they were either leading him to the area or making comments like, "Are you sure you don't you don't think it happened maybe over there?" <laughs> he was like, "Actually, it it may have like yeah." So he, put down arrows for him. Hmm. Yeah, and then when he saw his written confession, he was even less convinced. Um, he was he could tell that he was given most of the information and was expected to say it. Because he felt intimidated by the dude. So why would they want to do that? That just to close the to case. close it up. Yeah, because there's still their, a murderer out there. Okay, but in their mind, they're just like fucking mental problems. Because you know, back in the day, anyone like even if you were like autistic or had ADHD, they'd be like mental problems. Something wrong with you. You're can like, and he rode public transport. They're like, we got him. We so have him. And the other boys, his mates, were like, he did it. You know what I mean? So yeah. the police were like, it's got to be him. He just won't. That would just us. be them being fuckwits with some kid who's. You know, yeah. it's slower. Oh, this guy done it for sure. The police. No, the, no, kids. the kids. The kids, the kids the that's friends, all that would yeah. have been. The friends just bullying. didn't want to get that's in trouble. Yeah, they just didn't want to get in trouble because they were like horsing around on the train yeah. or whatever and the conductor caught him. They're like, he did it and then left. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, the bureaucrat was like, mm, I don't think this is this is working out really. So he wasn't convinced. Um, and then they found another body. Same MO, same everything else. Start flogging him again. How'd you do this from inside the cell? <laughs> He's a magician. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a card. Stay back, guys. Hey, get on the ground. So in another wooded area, this person likes wooded areas, the mutilated remains of a young woman were found. Um, her nipples had been removed most likely with someone's teeth, so by a teeth. Is this new? Well, we'll guess you wouldn't know from the older corpses, would Sometimes, you? when I was reading this, yeah, I don't know what happened. They kind of gloss over a lot of stuff a lot of the yeah, time. but old so corpses wouldn't have much stuff like this, I would imagine. Yeah, the nips would be gone, but nips, you wouldn't know what happened. The be gone. The whole, yeah, tits gone. She had her abdomen slashed open. Again, the eyes, same thing, like... Um, and she'd also been there for several months, so that didn't clear Yuri just yet, sort oh, of thing. Because he's he's apprehended, but because it was before he yeah. became apprehended, they're like, oh, he's... Burecroft was pretty much the only one too that's like, I don't think it's him. But everyone else was like, case closed. Yeah. As like the others, clothing missing, and they... You know, like I said, Yuri could have been responsible for it because he was free at the time, but he was not free for the next body that was found on October 20th. So he was in jail then, so then they knew it couldn't have been Yuri. So this person had been murdered three days earlier than when they were found and he was still in custody, so definitely didn't kill her. 
and her wounds, again, were the same as all the other victims. So whoever had killed her was also escalating again. They were getting creepier and crazier with the way that they would surgically remove the part. The victim was entirely disemboweled, had missing organs. They were nowhere to be found, not in the body, so they'd taken them with them. But this time, the eyes remained intact. So So this is the most fresh victim they've found. I believe so, yes. Because it's only like three days, whereas the rest of them are like six to four to three months kind of thing. Yes. Some of them weren't terrible because they had the snow covering them. But like you said, it wasn't fresh. It was just... Yeah, this is three days. This is like really recent. Yeah, they're, they're right on his tail sort of thing. They figured it was, even though the eyes weren't fucked up, um, she did ride the train sort of thing and everything else was symptomatic of like what he would usually do. But they figured because he didn't do the eyes, maybe he got interrupted and he fled. Because he's doing extra stuff. Yeah, like things Mm. are taking longer, right? He's not really accounting for all this shit that he's up to. And then four weeks later, not far from that site, skeletal remains were found in the woods. This dude, like how many people, who has time to murder all these people, right? That's it. Look for someone who doesn't have a job. Yeah. And the bones, the, that body was estimated to have occurred sometime early in the summer. And like the others, her eyes had been gouged out too. So it wasn't long before the 10th unsolved murder turned up just after the turn of the year in 1984. So now we're up to 10 and it was a boy found near the railroad tracks. Uh, his name was Sergei Markov. He was 14 years old and he'd been missing since December 27th. Uh, the winters had preserved his mm. body, so they were able to have like a. They were able to see, pretty like a really have a really good look at what this killer was doing to his victims. Because even the three day one was fresh, but it's not as fresh as like literally putting one in a freezer sort of thing. So he'd stabbed the boy in the neck dozens of times. The final count would be seventy. Jesus, how's it still on there? I don't know, man. He'd then cut the boy's genitals off and removed everything from the pubic area. Um, and he'd also violated the victim sexually. And then he took a shit nearby, which is just really strange. Like, you got to go, you got to yeah. go. <laughs> well, it's not going to... Na- like, nature doesn't stop pause for murder. I know what you mean. Like, it's like, is it part of, like, the ritual of the murder or did he just need to go to the toilet? Oh, I don't think it matters. <laughs> well, Actually, it, could, no, it would. could. Just need to take a shit. Yeah. Because if the next body has... It's kind of like, say the next body turned up and it didn't have the regular MO, but there was a shit near it. Do you know what I mean? Then you're like, oh, well, we can attribute it to that, I guess. That's why they take into account all of these little pieces of the puzzle sort of thing. So obviously it wasn't this jury, jury guy. Um, he was released and then... <laughs> no, no, no foul, no play, right? Patsy on the shoulder. Have a good one, buddy. A hundred percent. Like they, this poor dude would be like half dead and they're just like, on you go. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crawls out. <laughs> we don't want to hear nothing about this again. And then Fedosov, the lead detective, he decided to retrace the boy's steps on the days he disappeared. He began in a town called Gukovo, Gukovo, um, and he lived there, like this boy had lived there, and he boarded the local train. And this was in the same town where these other kids with mental disabilities had been, and, and the teachers reported that there had been a former student called Mikhail Tyapin, who had left at around the same time as this 14-year-old boy. And he was like a very big dude who barely knew how to talk. So once again, the police got a confession from him. Beat the fuck out of him. They beat the shit out of Tyapin. So his friend, so Tyapin's friend, I use the term loosely, his name was Alexander Ponomarev. He had said that he witnessed 
the big fella, Tyapen, take Sergei Markov into the, like, lure him into the woods and kill him. And then he saw him take a shit or something. Like, like he just, and Tyapen had, in particular, had numerous violent fantasies. This was all claimed by the friend. And then, as always, he claimed credit for several of the other murders. But he never mentioned anything to do with the eyes. Like, he never mentioned what he did to the eyes. And then they just, they then kept confessing, but then they had actually confessed to two murders that were done by other people. So police yeah. were like, well, you've just confessed to two solved murders. What's that dude's motive, though, to saying this shit? I think, they're, mental, like they're, I think they're mentally disabled. Like, that's what it is. They, He's I getting attention. Know. Probably any attention is probably good, I guess. <laughs> right, guys? I'm like that. <laughs> Like, you murdered someone. Thanks for saying hello. <laughs> I was like, not because he's mentally disabled, just no, because just he's attention. just like. What'd you some bring people that up? just like att- <laughs> 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 Some people just like attention, right? That if they don't get it somewhere, they'll get it from somewhere else. So now the police were super confused. They're like, hey, I don't understand. We just beat you into confession, and now you've confessed to more. We didn't beat you to confess that shit. We didn't beat you that much. A hundred percent. Either we give him more, or we don't do it at all. So now they're super fucking annoyed. They're like, what is going on? And Burikov again was just... Halfway beat him. Well, I don't know what's going on, man. Like, <laughs> just continue. Flogging an innocent person. So Burikov again was like, we don't have the killer. I'm sure we don't have the killer. Like, this is getting ridiculous. So they they continued looking and then they had their first piece of good evidence. So the medical examiner had found semen on Markov's body. The perpetrator had obviously like ejaculated and... They, you could compare blood antigens from semen. So you could work it out back then. It's not like a, this is your semen because of your DNA. It's like you have a blood type and then the semen would have a blood type. So, so could it could help. Narrow it down. Yes. So everybody jerking a cock. Yes. Yep. Get, get a sample. I'll be first in line. Take my sample. Why? To like clear you or you just enjoy that. Just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Can I go to get? Are you sure it wasn't me? <laughs> they go, here's a cup, sir. I brought my own. <laughs> <laughs> can I do it again? <laughs> you, you, you can stay. You, you have to look at me. me. <laughs> Guys, I'm here. <laughs> Arrest that man. <laughs> so they were like, yep, we can we can eliminate it based on blood type. So you, when apparently your semen, you secrete your blood type into it and they could tell what blood type it that's was. Fu- that's pretty creepy. I never knew that. Yeah. And then I guess they made... Mikhail type and jerk off into a cup or something and he was Maybe. not they were like no nah, you're not the killer bro like it didn't jerk on this cup will flog you again they did <laughs> he's crying you got five minutes <laughs> the investigator like tries to show a nipple or something is this helping is it helping is this helping yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did match him oh there you go so that it did match him so they're like oh, okay you're this this is what the semen is we gotcha and um, but then you know more people still turned up dead, so they were like, "Fuck," because you can't just be like, "Oh, you're a positive and the semen's a positive." It's it you. you, yeah. Like you're the only person on the earth that has That's that blood ex- type. Exactly. Yeah. So they, yeah, they they fucking fumbled the ball there a little bit. So in 1984, so they only tested that on him. Yes, because they he was so the only one. So why bother testing it if it was going to be the same? Well, I guess <laughs> it was more like it. It gives them more of a like they're on the right track, right? Yeah, or they can, or they could dis, they could say for sure it wasn't him, or that. Oh, they that's could true. Keep they can rule looking, it out. Yeah, completely. they could either rule yeah. him out or keep looking at him. So another, so numerous victims were discovered in wooded areas, some quite close to previous bodies, and the first one found after Tyapen's arrest was a woman, and she'd been slashed up, same as before, yet her eyes are intact, 
and but something new had happened. A finger had been removed. Mm. So changing MO a little bit there. They also had a shoe print this time round. It had been left in the mud and it was a size 13. Is it because it's fresh I can get the shoe Where print. were you in 1984? Not murdering that Are you a 13? Person. Depends. On the brand? This case. <laughs> <laughs> no, 12. I think I'm 12. Okay, you weren't born in 1984 either. No. We're really young. I wasn't born until like 2002. Yeah, I don't think I wore size 13 shoes until the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, true. So <laughs> you just come out with feet like that. It was 84, you were born then, it was you. <laughs> the victim <Baby> killer. <laughs> the victim still had clothing on as well, and again there were traces of semen and blood. So she was identified as an 18-year-old girl who was last seen at the bus station with a boy who'd worked nearby, but he had an alibi. So he was he wasn't an issue. Um <laughs> Checking this cop. Just get around going checking this cop. Well, the coroner had, there was three significant facts about her. She'd had pubic lice and her stomach contained undigested food and there was no <laughs> semen inside of her, so he would have jerked off on her. So he would have had to have masturbated. They are great facts. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, well, they kind of used it as like due to her state of poverty, she'd probably been like lured away with the promise of a meal, right? So he'd be like, come on, I'll get you some food. Like it's really slim, like it's really easy to pick off people like that. Desperate, right? So yeah. you're just like, fuck yeah, I could go like a bit of roast chicken or whatever. Put some crab shampoo so you- in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I think he offered a crab shampoo. That, I, I think it was just like the meal was the real enticement. Oh, that's what it was, yeah, not the so scratching. She, like a lot of the time when you really want something, you're going to ignore everything else. It's like, don't do it. She's just like, but it'd be worth it if I got a feed, right? Similar woods and always public transport though around the same area. Wouldn't you start like positioning people? Look at you go, Josh. Like that? That's exactly what they do next. Yeah, I'm, okay? a, I'm a descendant of what's his face. <sighs> Burekov. That guy. We're really, oh, we could be maybe. I think we're more Germanic and... Well, these are dramatic. Dutch. Dutch? Mm. Yeah. Deutsch and Dutch. Mm. Fries. Fries and Deutsch. So the police also checked pharmacies because they were looking for some lice medication because they were like, sweet, like, let's see if anyone has anything prescribed. But I'm, f- I'm pretty sure if you can't eat, you're probably not going to worry about treating pubic lice, right? If you don't have money for food. Mm. What do they do? Nothing. Bit itchy, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Just I'd rather. Bit itchy, whatever. <laughs> I'd rather spend the money on groceries, yeah. right? Yeah. No? No one else thinks that? Itchy, gone, but hunger's still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scratching was keeping my mind off being hungry. And I feel like with pubic lice, you could just like go and get them again the next day, potentially. Or something. You know what I mean? It's like you would rather spend money on food. But yeah, it came up empty-handed. No shock there. This woman also had a friend who'd been missing since 1982. And so they matched dental records from the skulls from various remains and they identified the second victim in the series and that linked the two victims together and one of them had their eyes slashed out and the other had not. So I don't know what that means. Mm. But yeah, so this they were able to identify the second victim now was a friend of this chick. So that's like, oh, well, they're coveting. Well, whoever's killing these people are coveting the same areas that they all hang out. Once again, they had another suspect who was caught and confessed, but Burakov was looking for a certain personality type now. He was like, not him, not doing it. And the police were like, oh. Can't we smack him around a little bit? Burakov's like, yeah, sure, but it's not him. No. (laughs) You can still hit him. Jabs one in there while doing it (laughs) on his way out. So they he wanted to get more information about this semen sample, right? Like they thought this this could match something. So he brought in a special forensic dude from Moscow and they were able to type to figure out the type was A B. And with that, they in, they eliminated an entire list of subjects. Like you said, they were probably all lining up, jizzing in a cup, and they're like, you're good, you're good, you're good. And Next. <laughs> <laughs> My arm's getting sore. <laughs> uh, 
So then the serial killer again struck in March in Novoshastinsk, grabbing a 10-year-old boy, Dmitry Patashnikov, who was found three days later, mutilated and stabbed. The tip of his tongue and penis were missing and there was semen on his shirt that was the same. It linked it to the previous two crimes and another footprint was found. Um, But this time there were witnesses and they saw that of the boy had been followed by a tall, hollow-cheeked man, um, near stiff knees and large large feet. He was also wearing glasses, but no one knew who he was. They, he, no one recognised him. It's fine. I don't also, know who he is following that 10-year-old boy. It's all good. They were able to give a description. Like, as in, like, when they were like, do you know... Like, sometimes you'd be like, oh, I know him. He works at Bunnings. I've seen him there before. None of them had seen him before sort of thing. They couldn't place him. They were just like, oh, I don't know who that dude is. So then a 17-year-old Ludmila... Alexeyeva, she was found stabbed 39 times with a kitchen knife and again no leads lots of wasting time and resources so they looked into it again they like this is a person create doing random act, can, like what can they consider to be random acts of like crime mm. how hard would it be to find someone like that then they found another victim that was close by she was killed with a hammer though. And then the other woman was stabbed many times with a knife and they were, they figured out they were mother and daughter that had been killed at the same time. So now this person is luring like two people at once. So a hammer's different though, isn't it? He'd have to kill one quickly. Yeah. Like subdue one, kill the other. You yeah. know, you you know really what I mean? You could really spend 70 stabs on one person while the other one just kind of stands there, waits their turn. Exactly. Even the one you stabbed a heap of times and you turn to stab the other one, that one could still get away. Like I don't think yeah. sometimes yeah. when you stab the heap of times you can still... Bludgeon one, yeah. kill Bludgeon the other. one, drop them. And yeah. maybe he wasn't interested in one of them. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he's just like, kill you real quick, like bludgeon you real quick. Yeah. I'm interested in the other yeah. one, not you. Um, so by the end of 1984, the summer of 1984, there were 24 victims that were murdered by the same man. And whenever semen was left behind, it was always the same AB antigen. And some weird, like they were finding clothes that didn't match the victims, but nearby that potentially they thought could have been brought from other victims, like just all sorts of weird shit. Uh, and they, this was the year that the he'd also sh- the killer also shifted their pattern of behavior, like removing the fing- some fingers instead of gouging out the eyes. Uh, he also removed upper lips and sometimes a nose, and often left the mi- victim's mouth ripped open. So he's trying new things. Yeah, just he's trying to be positive good. about what he's doing, but. Growing. He's growing, yeah. He's trying to get get more skills or something. He's not boring anyway. So once again, fucking stalled. The police investigation stalls because there's literally no evidence, right? So now they were like, let's get a few detectives, right? Some plainclothes detectives. Let's they So they got about 200 of them and they appointed Burikov, head of the team, right? They knew what was up. They knew he was a good dude. And they decided that they were going to put him in areas that were public transport-based areas, buses, train stations sort of thing, and they were going to get him to monitor for any suspicious behaviour. And he also got like a psych eval. Even though they didn't really believe in it at the time, he got some uh, a professor to do like a psych evaluation to be like, his name was, um, oh, fuck, I don't know. It's here somewhere. But he got him to do a psych eval to what, what sort of person are they looking for? Um, so they decided to look for a man between 25 and 30, tall, well-built, and with a type AB blood. And he was careful, had at least average intelligence, and was probably charismatic or, like, very verbally persuasive. And he probably travelled or lived with either his mother or wife, possibly a former psychiatric patient, substance abuser, 
and he probably has a good knowledge of an anatomy and a skill with a knife. And anyone who matched those general characteristics had to submit a blood test. So there was no ifs or buts about it. It was just like, if you were in that group, you're giving me a blood test because we're going to, we want to see if potentially you could be the killer here. And the press was also not allowed to carry stories about the links among the crimes. So they were reporting on it, but they had to like, there's no serial killer, right? There's no link. It's just another murder. So no, and no warnings were given to parents, protect your kids. Like there's a fucking killer or like nothing like that. It was just all business as usual. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Um, so one undercover officer spotted an older dude at a Rostov bus station and he was speaking to uh, like a, te- a female teenager and when she got on the bus, he circled around and sat next to like another young woman and was like kind of talking to her. The officer, Major Zanaskovsky, thought it was weird. He was like, this dude's acting sus as. So he decided to question him. The man's name was Andre Chikatilo and he was the manager of a machinery supply company he was there on a business trip, but he lived in Shakti, which was another place where a bunch of the bodies were found. When he was asked why he was coming up to these women and talking to them, he said, oh, I used to be a teacher. And I just miss talking to young people. It's not oh, weird. horny devil. Yeah, so the officer let him go. Oh, yeah, like, that's fair enough. Like, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a fair enough <laughs> response. Yeah. I used to be a teacher anymore. I taught. I do like talking to young ladies, <laughs> but it's because I think they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am the sus one Not the ugly ones. <laughs> So then he spotted Chikatilo again and Sasa's right. So he's like fucking something's off about this dude and decided to follow him and board the same bus as him. And he said that he, he seemed like very uncomfortable, what very ill at ease. This dude followed me. I don't know if he knew he'd followed him. Mm. So, and he was just, apparently like, he was just always looking over his shoulder. Like this Chikatilo dude, he just seemed like paranoid and uncomfortable all the time. Or like he was always searching for something sort of thing. So he followed, he continued to follow him and Chikatilo ended up boarding another bus and then he saw him start accosting women, like groping them and shit. So he then witnessed Chikatilo soliciting sex from a sex worker and then they and they watched him receive oral sex under his coat. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, he's just like, it's doing my job. Yeah, so then, he, <laughs> but the thing was he waited and then he arrested him for indecent behaviour, like indecent public exposure sort of thing. Like you can't be getting fucking blowies under your coat on a bus, right? Like you just can't do that. He's got that. the cup ready. <laughs> yeah. He's like, while we're here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while we're at it, he took his brief, briefcase and went through it and inside his briefcase was a jar of Vaseline, which is sus as, even if that was the only thing, a long kitchen knife, a piece of rope and a dirty towel. Nothing that would suggest he was on a business trip. Yeah, that's that's bad. Oh, he's on a business trip, all right. Personal business. (laughs) So he was like, I fucking got him. Like, the major was like, fuck yeah, I got the killer. Like, what a creep. And he urged Burakov to come, like, come interrogate this dude. And Burakov's like, fucking don't beat him, please, for the love of God. (laughs) (laughs) They drew his blood, though, and he was not AB. He was A. And he was also a member of the Communist Party and he apparently had good character references. Um, and there was nothing in his background that raised suspicion that he was like a freak. Vaso and a knife and a dirty towel. Right. But everything else was like, he had a clean background. Everything else was sweet. Um, and then they were like, let's just leave him in the jail cell. Maybe he'll confess. Leave him in there for a couple of days. I don't know if they beat him or what, but they were like, maybe he'll confess. But he denied everything. And he did admit that he had sexual weaknesses, because he's a man. Yeah, but he, 
but he that's what he called it sexual weakness but he I didn't do anything and he was released and but later on he was arrested again for petty thefts at work um and he served month three months in prison and um no bodies turned up then but you know his blood match didn't match the semen so he he was no longer a suspect they weren't looking into him anymore Burakov then uh, went to and consulted psychiatric experts in Moscow. He wanted an even tighter idea of what was going on. And one agreed to study a few known details. Like, so he would look at the crimes. Like he gave him, he wasn't allowed to, but he gave him all the crime information. And then he was going to come up with a profile better than the one they had before. He read everything he could find and specialized in sexual pathologies and schizophrenia and was willing to take risks. This case, as unusual as it was, interested the guy, so he was like, yep, no one else would take it on, but he was like, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. So he said the killer was a sexual deviant between 25 and 50, around 5'10", and he figured he suffered from some form of sexual inadequacy and he blinded his victims to prevent them from looking at him, like what you had said. He also mutilated their corpses out of frustration and it, like, turned him on. Uh, he was a sadist, like that black cat, and he couldn't. <laughs> he, ba- he basically couldn't ejaculate unless he was being awful. And he liked to inflict superficial wounds, which was evidence, evident on like, like sadists like to inflict superficial wounds, which was evident on most of the victims. Um, and he also was compulsive. And so he, whenever he felt the need to kill, he would just do it. You know what I mean? And he would be depressed until he could. So he was like very um, emotional and he, he always listened to this urge to do it. Isn't that how it works? Don't they like <coughs> commit the crime and then it kind of, they're kind relieved. Of, yeah, relieved for a little bit, but then it just builds back up again until they get to that moment where they just have to do it. Yes. And I miss the good old days when I had that murder. <laughs> 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 that's why they say like a lot of crimes like that escalate as well because it's like um, each time that bit gets shorter and shorter and then each time you need to be more violent, more aggressive mm. to, to get mm. that release sort of thing until you are eventually caught pretty much crimes like these. And they also figured he was... He didn't have, he probably suffered from headaches, but he probably didn't have any mental deficiencies or was he schizophrenic? Um, and he could work out a plan and follow it. So he was smart enough to do that. He was probably a loner and there was no one else involved. He figured he was doing it by himself. So working on the idea that the killer had a sexual dysfunction, the investigator started looking up records of men who had been convicted of like homosexual crimes or like that kind of crazy shit. And then they ended up finding a dude. Um, he was able to kind of give them an idea on who he thought they were looking at. Like they would bring him in to help with the investigation sort of thing. Cause he had previously committed some creepy ass crimes or whatever. So they kind of used him kind of like what they did. I don't know if you ever seen Mindhunter on Netflix. They would, go, the FBI would go around to all these different killers and question them about what they did and why they think they did and everything yeah. to get a better idea mm. of who they were looking for. So he was really helpful with that. So over the next 10 months, only one more body turned up, a young a young woman, but she was killed near Moscow, Moscow. So they figured that either she wasn't part of it or he had traveled. And then He's another, on vacation. Yeah, and then another body was found in August of 1985 and she bore similarities to the others and she was near the airport. So Burakov went to Moscow to look at the photos and he could tell straight away that it was it would have been one of the killers, like in, in the line of deaths. Um, so he checked the flight rosters between Moscow and the airport where the victim had been found and they painstakingly went through handwritten tickets but didn't find anything, right? Oh, and it would have taken them <sighs> ages as well. They, he was so diligent and never found anything. 
And then again, back in Shakti, in a tree group near the bus stop, a homeless 18-year-old girl was dead, her mouth stuffed with leaves. This was similar to the girl in Moscow a month earlier. So her mouth had also been stuffed with leaves and she had red and blue thread under her fingernails and sweat near her wounds, that type AB, different from her own type O blood. So again, it matched the semen. Yeah. The detectives believed the case would break soon because now the dude's getting more reckless. There's more evidence getting left each time. They're like, come on, we've got to have a winner soon. Which you would, hey, you'd be over it. It would be at this point I would start beating people for a confession. Yeah. No, they're way ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's step one. I'm not even that patient, (laughs) hey. So they got another dude to confess. (laughs) Again, after 10 days of intense interrogation. And again, Bureaucroft was like, no, it's not him. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. Like, just, they're like, this one? No. Oh. Oh. He couldn't even take so- them to a murder. <laughs> he couldn't take them to a murder site. Like nothing. And then they ended up with another chief investigator, Issa Kostyev. He was appointed to look into the murders as well. And by this time, they had 15 chief investigators and 29 detectives involved. Just making up roles now. Dude. Yeah, hey, yeah. it's just like, and it's all, it'll all be nepotism too, hey, it'll be like brothers and cousins yeah. and shit, and they're just like, what is gun? <laughs> like, like, no idea. No, I'm not sure. I just know that Burakov's good and the rest, I, they don't really talk about. <laughs> so this dude, Kostyev, he looked at the work that was done so far and he was pretty certain that they'd already come across the suspect. They were like, you already know who it is. He, That's just what his feeling was. Um, <laughs> like, who? And this did you nothing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know. You do. You do. They're like, no, seriously, don't know. Well, I'm at a loss. And this was, <laughs> this was a mad bummer for all the detectives that were already involved to feel like they'd let this dude slip through their fingers. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. Oh, God damn, we lost the guy we don't know about. <laughs> so he got a bunch of books like that were, were based on sexual predators. Like he wanted to learn as much as he could to try and figure out what it was like who he would be looking for, mainly with dismemberment and disfiguring of victims' cases, that sort of thing. And this, in the meantime, Yuri Kalanick, he was still in prison, awaiting the completion of an investigation of him, which was now delayed by investigators looking into other areas. So they hadn't completely absolved him of the crimes yet, but they really kept... But it was happening while he was in there. Yeah. And <laughs> Slippery then, bastard. <laughs> and then one of these leads that they were still looking into, um, it produced yet a fifth false confession... God, my knuckles are getting yeah. sore. That's all there's so many of them called in now. It yeah. is Fresh hands. Costume was like aware now that there was something clearly wrong with the process. Yeah. And like he, call the lady at the front desk in. We're all tired. And he was furious. He was like, you need to let this Yuri go. And then they got some more, like they basically, they went into the psychology of it all and they tried to get some more profiles done. They're trying to figure out who this is. Okay. And they figured out that the way the killer did it was he'd hit him in the head to render them kind of useless so they, they're helpless now they can't fight back and then he would do whatever he wanted stabbing killing cutting off and they figured that him stabbing them was like a way to enter them sexually so they reckoned he was like impotent and the stabbing was like his way of having sex with the victim sort of thing which is awesome like they make pills these days yeah <laughs> 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 No, no, thank you. He's like, I feel. I like, don't take pills. He's like, yeah, but I, feel <laughs> I don't need anything. He's like, I've heard that's like not good for you. Yeah, yeah. it's full of um, what's that called? Um, carcinogenics. Aspartame. No thanks. Not good for you. Let's do it, And he would probably remove the sexual organs of the boys so that they would appear more female. 
So that that's why he was doing that in particular. So why it was weird that he was crossing over in, in sexes. He was like, well, if I do this, I still get the same kind of vibe, which is, it, you know, it's exactly how it sounds. So they, he also figured he was compulsive and he probably, he might stop temporarily if he sensed that maybe they were closing in on him, but they, he could not stop altogether. He would be killing people until he was dead. Cause he could nearly wash his hands now to be done. Yes. They'd never find him sort of thing. They believed that he would be impossible to catch pretty much. And then the killing stopped really oddly out of nowhere. It just stopped. And only one dead woman turned up in 1985 in Rostov and nothing happened that winter or the next spring. Then on July 23rd, the body of a 33-year-old female turned up but didn't have any of the similar markings that the other ones had except that she'd been repeatedly stabbed. That was it. So um, Burikov was doubted that she was even included in the series. Oh, of I'm these sure killings. why these serial killings were going on, other people were <coughs> killed as well. Like, it just doesn't. I feel like it would be a good cover too, hey, if you're yeah. like, I might just stab a couple of people and... No, they do that though. That is... Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what is it? Copycat killers. Mm. You get copycat killers who go in and do the same shit. Imagine if you just done that one and they found you and then put you, all the other murders yeah. on you as well. You're like, fuck. No, 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 no. <laughs> I only killed this one. Just one. Just one. <laughs> go off. Oh, thank Relax, everybody. Um, Dude, it was not getting solved. And then at the end of 1986, Burikov finally had a nervous breakdown. Like, he was just fucking exhausted. He never slept and he ended up in a hospital where he remained for a month and then he was sent away to rest for another month because four years of intense work caught yeah. up to him. Like, and it would have been his life. Like he would have been dude, spending his life doing this. As soon as I read that, I was just like, imagine, did he have, like they didn't specify whether he had a wife or kids, but imagine what his home life would have been, like non-existent. So his period of rest did give him some perspective though and he, like, sounds like rest, right? He's just probably still mulling Three, it yeah, all over, He's probably right? gone back to the Himalayas of the monks to train again. Nothing occurred for the rest of the year or throughout 1987. And then the following winter, it melted into spring before a railroad worker found a woman's nude body near the tracks on April 6, 1988. She'd been bound, stabbed, and the tip of her nose was missing and she'd had her head bashed in. And one large footprint was found in the mud nearby. Bigfoot. What's this guy hopping? I suppose if it's just like a patch of wet dirt. Mm. Bigfoot, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. One month deducted. That's why we can't. <laughs> that's why we can't find the guy. <laughs> yeah, because he's blurry. Have you tried using your Nokia? There was no sign of sexual assault, and her eyes had not been touched, and she hadn't been killed in the woods. But it all kind of still smelled like this dude. They included her because she. It was. It just all felt the same, right? It was April 1989 before they came across another victim who could be added to the series of victims. They discovered her in the woods near a train station once again. And it was this, sorry, they discovered him in the woods near a train station. He was a 16-year-old boy who'd been reported missing this summer before. He'd been stabbed repeatedly, had his testicles and penis removed, so genitalia gone, um, super badly decomposed, and he had been under the snow for quite some time. His watch that he'd gotten from his aunt and uncle was missing as well. And that would be like pretty damning if it was found in someone's possession, right? Mm. So there was a bunch of investigators that had been assigned to ride the trains, right? And watch out for people in the stations. They were still going hard. They were still trying to figure out what was going on. They'd not seen any boys with men or older women, like nothing like that. But the ticket clerk did report she'd seen a man that summer on the platform and that he tried to convince her son to go into the woods with him. The police didn't locate him and they quickly eliminated him as the killer they were seeking. I don't know how. That sounds pretty sus, right? A bit sussy. 
Yeah, but I haven't had a chance to beat him yet. <coughs> to find True. Out. It's like it's the punches. It's but the, uh, it's how it feels. When you think about that, though, a lot of the time, oh, that felt guilty. <laughs> a lot of the time, though, you think about that. Maybe they did have someone they were beating that were guilty, so they're like, "No, nah, it wasn't him." Because if they had another lead, then they couldn't pin it on the yeah. other person they'd been beating. <laughs> on May 11th, an eight-year-old boy disappeared. Then he was found two months later on the side of a road. Same thing again: stabbed and mutilated. But this was changing, so it was no longer in the woods and everything was now on the road, out in the open. And so they were like, I wonder if there's any surveillance or if anyone saw anything because it's not it's not being done, like, so covertly anymore. And then it was also weird that you're so careless to do it there, like, the escalation. Yeah, is like, I want to get into that stage where you want someone to notice. Yeah. Just at a bar having a beer, you know, this is me! Everyone's <laughs> looking at me like, what the? This is me! <laughs> they, do, <laughs> they say they get like that though. They say, sometimes it's almost like the arrogance is what gets them because they want everyone to know that yeah, they were yeah. the killer. You'd that let it slip it. to someone and just be like, "I did." That. Yeah. So he ended up. Me. <laughs> what have you done with your life? It was me. What do you, what do you mean it was you? It was me. <laughs> let me give you a hint. <laughs> <laughs> he then, I'm still not getting you. <laughs> More. More. <laughs> he then killed a Hungarian student, Elena Varga, in August. Same thing again. She was pretty far from any train or bus station, though. But everything else was the same. Then over a week, a fourth victim, 10-year-old Alexei Kobotov, went missing, found four months later, early in 1990. And then another of an 11-year-old boy turned up. And then another 10-year-old boy. Like, it's all the same shit. Just getting worse. And then workmen found in in July of 1990, they found a 13-year-old boy, Viktor Petrov, killed and mutilated in the botanical gardens. Like... Now they had 32 victims and it had been eight years. And now the newspapers were free to report on the news after the loosening of government control. <laughs> and go. <laughs> yeah. There's so much. I can't write quick enough. <laughs> and then it started putting pressure on the investigators now because they were always talking about it in the papers. Then another little boy, Ivan Foman, 11, he went missing when he went for a swim. He had actually been murdered in the tall reeds, not far from numerous potential witnesses, uh, the serial cab killer stabbed him 42 times and castrated him. Literally in the same pond wow. he was swimming in, in the in the tall reeds. So he was like swimming by being like, oh, come over here, little boy, and did that in full range of everyone swim, else. Swim this way. I'm <laughs> <laughs> through the tall reeds. Hey. That, that's you so... A, you want to see a frog? <laughs> that's so creepy, though. Uh, it's so bad. <laughs> that's what I mean, like, that just peering through yeah, the reeds, just, like, come over here. Like, and how hi. arrogant or stupid are you now to just do that how creepy is that imagine that kid and by this time like they were just like fucking so in despair they had like people dressing up as farmers like just hanging out in the forest like like detectives and shit trying to just see anything they just wanted to find this guy so bad uh then a 16 year old boy victor tishchenko was reported missing from the shakti road uh railroad station again and they said that he he disappeared with some dude again, walked off. How do they lure him off with no uh, witnesses? I think it's like, a, I'm going to give you something or something like that. I heard there's been 30 people murdered, but I'm coming your way. <laughs> True. Like, you'd think that it'd be... But again, desperation. These kids could be hungry. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, it could be difficult um, to say no to certain propositions if you mm. think that it would improve your shitty, shitty, shitty life. Mm. Like, sometimes it'd be worth the risk. I'm sure they were getting propositioned all the time, you know what I mean? The last 10 times nothing happened to them, but this time it's an issue. And then they started to get reports of a man who had been seen at the train station nearby multiple times. They had been taking their name, so you'd have to write down your name when you entered and left the train station sort of thing. 
and this name that they'd seen before had come up and it was Andre Chikatilo. <gasps> so they saw his name again and Burecroft was like, maybe the, the lab work was faulty. And they were sure that this was the killer. He was like, it had to be. Which one was he again? He was the one who was found with all the shit in his briefcase. The, the, the kitchen knife. The yeah. yeah. So like clearly not a business trip, right? Chicken motherfucker. So he was 54 and he'd been at the train station November 6th. Um, he was the one that was cleared when he but was questioned in 1984. No. Um, but he had now been placed at the scene of a victim's disappearance. And he'd been coming out of the woods washing his hand at a pump from where a body would found. He'd also had a red smear on his cheek and ear and he had a cut finger and twigs on the back of his coat. The officer at the station had taken down his name. You're good to go, but I'm just going to get your name. So that's how they got him for that. Um, so they placed him under surveillance and they soon learned that he had resigned from his post as a teacher due to reports that he'd been molesting students. So he'd like worked at one school. They were like, dude, this guy's molesting me. And they're like, all right. So they moved him to another school where they were like, yo, this dude's molesting us. Now that you've tormented these kids, how about you go and torment yeah. them? It was very kids. like Catholic churchy, right? That's like exactly they just, how they do it. They just move yep, them somewhere they just, else. He was just like, and we uh, make sure all the kids have bad backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, some kids are silly. Let's put you here. And then just like 10 of them came. Like it was a lot of yeah. them. Like he was doing some fucking hectic shit. But again, he had once been a member in good standing with the Communist Party, but he had gone to jail for flogging shit from his work. So he'd been expelled because of his bad behaviour. So they're like, mm-mm. Oh, stealing's where you cross the line. Yeah, you can fucking have this dude, right? Again, all the in- the evidence was circumstantial though. So they had to get a confession. <laughs> right, I'm <laughs> only one Lisa. way we get confessions around here. <laughs> <laughs> they're bringing in a kangaroo. <laughs> on a, up on a path. <laughs> Trying to flog the shit out of you, man. <laughs> Well, they, what the fuck? We <laughs> can't be directly involved, but if the kangaroo beats the shit out of him. Plus, their hands are getting tired. Give him a skip. Oh, I'm going to make you play. He's flexing his move. So they they placed Chikatilo in a, seal, in a cell with a gifted informant, right? He didn't sing. Didn't say anything to him. And then they did a search of his home, which very much shamed his family. Like, that was gross. It didn't get any victim evidence, but they did yield 23 knives. And they claim that these weapons were used for the murders, but it's not been proven. They decided to do another interrogation and they did so in in the presence of Chikatilo's lawyer. His, his lawyer brings a briefcase to the meeting and opens it up. <laughs> There's like a knife in it. Ooh, yeah. sorry. Oh, whoops. Uh. Oops. My client is innocent. Because uh, <laughs> it was me. We yeah. <laughs> 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 the doors locked. <laughs> Welcome. So they got this room together. Like Kostyev wanted it to be real sparse. It was just like a desk and a chair sort of thing and a safe inside so that it could hint that they had evidence on him. You know what I mean? They were like playing mind games with him now. No more fists, mind games. All like psychic attacks on him. Um, and Kostyev noted that he was like this big tall old dude with like a shuffling old gait and he just looked like a wary old dude like just over life just tired but he felt like he was trying to fool him like oh i'm nobody don't worry about me i'm just your neighbor your neighborhood me, old man me. how could i do it i'm a nobody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just old chicka you know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they thought he would break but they didn't get a confession yet so what they did was go and get that dude that had written up the thing of what they thought. The fucking Descri- psych- yeah. the psychiatric yeah. dude who was like, this is what... They were like, why don't you have a have a crack? 
and they brought him in and he was just like really like what do you call it like oh these things happen like super on his side super friendly and he ended up getting a three-page confession confessing to his once again sexual weakness he also was like yeah he said that he um he wrote he later wrote a longer essay where he said he would move around train stations and saw how young people uh were there he, they were mainly homeless beggars or victims so they were really easy to law and um he admitted he was impotent um, and he felt guilt from by the other people getting always getting fingered as like the the killers like he always felt guilty when someone else got caught like he tried to play it off like he like, oh you know um, I thought that some of these beggars would rather die than, you know, continue on their life. So I was doing them a favor sort of thing. He confessed everything. <laughs> oh, chicken. He, but, then he, but then he, he also rolled it back and was like, no, I, I was, I did a lot of criminal activity, but I wasn't involved in the murders and they were getting like fucking shitty with him. Um, <laughs> just admit it. Yeah. Yep. And a med, a medical examination indicated that Chikatilo's blood type was a, but his semen supposedly had a weak B antibody, making it appear that his blood type was AB, though it wasn't. He was the paradoxical rare case. So he was what they would call like a non-secretor. So his secretions, Ew. like he's... It's either something disgusting or a bag or a blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those things are... Yeah. <clears throat> but he's... Um, he's like sweat, like the shit you secrete out your body didn't match his blood type. That's crazy. Yeah, it was different. Because this is the only thing that was separating him from the case. Yes, and that's how he got away. So he was born to do that. Yeah, right. He killed for, what, six more years after that, when after they were initially and got him. I sweat different. So, yeah, nine days elapsed and they were only allowed 10 before having to charge him with a specific crime and they didn't have enough, like, evidence to prove it was him without the confession. Um, and that's when they got that doctor to come in. And, and he, he just got, played good cop and just yep, got it out of him. Got the confession from him. Yeah, he had like a... He actually... The first person he killed was actually a nine-year-old girl. And it was like a crime of opportunity. They had never... And that got pinned on another dude who like was like, I'm, I didn't do it. And again, he they beat him to confess, but he still didn't confess, right? And it still got pinned on him and he faced the firing squad for it. Oh, oh shit. So he was killed for a crime he did not commit. And I think I even think at the time Chikatilo was like half looked into because their blood was found on the steps of his house. He'd rented <laughs> far out. They couldn't really got the guy right. They'd he, this was in like 1978. So he'd rented another house that his wife didn't know about. He had a wife with two kids, and fuck this dude. And I'm going to include this because fuck this dude. They reckon he had the kids by like he had to like come in his hand and like scoop it into his wife because he couldn't have sex, and that's what made him mad because he couldn't like stay hard or do anything. So he just like scoop her on in and wow. it was That's like the 70s version of like, if you, I guess, you know, you, you got to get it done. No one else is helping you. So oh, that's what they did. a good image to have. But how sad, I want to say that because it's just like, what a loser. You, you know what I mean? It's definitely <laughs> like, not a winner. Like having to, to scoop, get a turkey baser. Because he wasn't aroused by just normal. He had to have the victim like. He had, so it was, it was, um, he had was born with fluid on the brain and they theorize that that had affected his like, he's like, what do you, I don't know what you call it when it's just like, it, it affects your body, like your ability to get hard or whatever. Like that it was That's like a certain part of the brain. Yes. It was like a, tra- yeah. it was like, it became a brain injury 
And then he also had like a heaps fucked up childhood. His mother, this was never confirmed, but his mother would often tell him that he had an older brother who was caught by neighbours in Eden because they were all so hungry because they were giving all of their crops to the, they had nothing to eat because everything was expected to be given away mm. sort of thing. And then it, during the, was it the First World War in 1940 or maybe this, when did Germany First occupy? First World War was not 1918 or something. Yeah, was it? Second World War was It would have been the Second World War then. 1940s. I think when Germany was occupying Russia, he reckoned that he witnessed his mum get raped by a bunch of Russian dudes. And that kind of like fucked him up in the head. And then he tried to, he ended up, and the mum had a younger, had a younger daughter. So his younger sister. And then he tried to like assault her 11 year old friend or something when he was older, but he couldn't get hard. And she laughed at him and told everyone. So it like really affected him. And then it just made him really mad sort of thing. And that's, yeah, pretty, pretty terrible. Um, And then he was like, he hated the vagrants at the station. Like that's really annoyed him seeing like these, these like, beggars or homeless people or whatever but not all of them were you know what i mean so i don't really believe that that far oh that's why i did i was trying, trying to clean to them out like it, done it for i was for helping cause, yeah, yeah i was helping everyone but that wasn't the case and that he took out the eyes because he believed that the the last image that someone saw remained in their eyes and he thought he'd get caught because they That's would see his face. That's how he's going to get face. caught, not throwing yeah. semen all over him. Like a, like a hose. <laughs> throwing semen all <laughs> Throwing his d- bit of DNA here and there. Oh, I better take the eyes, just in case they just somehow record it on a projector. Well, I guess at the time... They see me there with my dick in my hand. <laughs> Genetics. <laughs> <laughs> and he remembered the details of each of the 36 murders and went through them one by one. And then he even, like, copped to more murders. And it was he yet. had 52 confirmed murders. And he said with the boys that he did what he did, like they said that he would fantasize the boys were his captives and that he was the hero for torturing them and killing them. Like, cra- yeah. like <laughs> I don't um, think he knows what hero means. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's watched the wrong movies. Yeah, and he also couldn't give a reason for why he was cutting off their tongues or genitals. But then he said it was like he was taking revenge against life on the genitals of his victims because he was so mad at his uh, own situation. Yeah. That it was like, uh, what do you call it? Like projected onto them. Um, he also said that uh, Chikatilo, he said that he placed his semen inside a uterus that he had just removed. And as he walked along, he would chew on it and called it the truffle of sexual murder. That's messed up. Yep. He never admitted to actually consuming the orders, the organs, but searches never turned up. And he's discarded remains, never found any in his house, nowhere. And he like confessed to like chewing. I didn't swallow. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a, not freak. a freak. I just chewed it a little bit after I put my semen in it. Just gnawed it. Got to have that salty flavor. Yeah. I need a topping on this. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck me. Can you imagine without the topping? It'd be awful. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. And hey. I'm in jail. I'm the, I'm the one in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the monster. <laughs> yeah. And he, he basically said that like the cries and the blood and the agony, like everything he put his victims through gave him like some sort of relaxation and a certain sense of pleasure sort of thing. And he liked the taste of blood and he would like, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. dude's wired wrong. He's just not going too far into that yet. Wired wrong. And he'd like eat nipples and stuff and he'd eat the testicles. He'd he like the chewing them and swallowing them and Yep, um, and he corroborated that he was a killer. He drew, he drew like the crime scenes. He did sketches of them, and they matched up. So they were just like, "Yep, we got him." Um, and then he went in that he confirmed that there was even more people, and he was like, "Let me tell you about him." He led him to a boy that they hadn't found yet. He'd killed him in a cemetery and placed him in a shallow grave. The hole was already there, 
So yeah, he, easy work. Oh, he had apparently dug it when he considered killing himself. He dug himself a hole and then instead he killed a boy and put him in there. Why not instead put someone else <laughs> in there? Instead of myself. Oh, chicka, you're, a, you're so smart. <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so they recovered the body and everything as well. Then he killed someone else in a field. They located it and on and on it went. The bodies and the murders and everything. And he, the bodies were always left right where they were killed except for one. He killed someone in an empty apartment and to get the body out, he dismembered it and dumped parts down a sewer. And that's it. Crocodile. So, yeah. so in the end, he confessed to 56 murders and they could only, cor- sorry, there was only corroboration for 53. So 31 females and 22 males. And it's believed that there were probably more. Is that a record? Uh like for a serial killer? It's up there. It's not a record. There was a couple of dudes. I'm pretty sure they were Mexican. I think they've got like in the 100s, like higher than 100 confirmed kills. That's a lot. I'd have to look into it. But yeah, it's bad. But it's not. It's a lot when you say it out like that, isn't it? When you go through each case saying. Like, I don't even know 52 people. That's yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and all the shit. And you describe all the things that the, happened. Yeah. And how like intense it was as yeah. well. So yeah. So he had all these problems growing up that we talked about and um, when they brought him into the courtroom, he was just like a fucking wanker, right? Like he would smile and carry on. Oh, I'm crazy. I'm so weird. I'm so crazy. <laughs> Apparently they brought just him. Pocking the nipples. Man, I'm out of control. <laughs> they put him in, they brought him in in a large iron cage painted off white um, and he would like, he would like just think it was crazy and he'd like flash his dick at people and stuff and um yeah, he was a bit of a fuckwit. He acted bored a lot of the time and every now and then he'd just have weird outbursts. Um, but they convicted him. They were like, no, you're not crazy. Like, he knew the difference between wrong and right. Like, he was obviously crazy. You, you know what I mean? That's how you have to get, like, a insanity. When you get acquitted because of insanity, you just have to kind of prove that you don't know the difference between wrong and right. Like, he's obviously fucking unhinged. But he knew what he was doing was wrong and that's the difference. Imagine kind of like that's your business lady. Imagine you sharing a jail cell with him. Like, you were his bunkie. Nah, he seemed like a mad pussy, hey. Yeah. Like, he'd have, he was killing kids. You know what I mean? And women. Like, he was killing yeah, people. Yeah, no, but like- he's, like, in terms of snapping, like, if you were asleep, you could be a hard guy and he just would just fucking start taking your eyeballs out. Dude, I would probably just not, like... Semen sandwich. <laughs> I asleep. don't... No, I can't even off me. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of the chicken schnitzel? Do I want to hear the chicken schnitzel? <laughs> probably. You probably think it's really funny. It's when you like come on a girl on the beach on her stomach and then throw sand on her. It's the chicken schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. That reminded me of the chicken like, the sandwich. But anyway. Did I tell you the Chewbacca one? I already told you that one, didn't I? No, what was it? Well, you finish in her mouth and you twist her, give her a nipple cripple and she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of the Simba? <laughs> I still think I have. It was actually, I knew a dude who did this. He was telling us the story and like legit, it was the sort of dude that did this. He said he finished and he came on his hand and then he put it on her yeah, forehead and went, Simba. Probably yeah. <laughs> who told you that one before. <laughs> Fuck, we're gross. Not as gross as this dude. <laughs> yeah, Chick is he, a real monster. He man. was like a pussy. Like I he, bet he started with jokes like that too. <laughs> yeah, we're just going <laughs> to escalate. No, he was like, he was just like a little, he was like a little bitch. Like yeah. he was, he wouldn't, you wouldn't be worried about sharing a cell with him. Like you could take him, but you didn't have to because he was convicted. Um, oh yeah, he, he's not living. He was shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Especially that Firing first, squad. Yeah. Yeah, bullet yeah, to the back okay. of the head. The back of the head? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I would have done something a bit more. 
like horse and cart yeah. for each limb. They offered him a chance to speak and he was like, Nick. he just remained mute. It took <laughs> Please two, speak. Yeah, it took two <laughs> months to reach the verdict and um, yeah, he was found guilty of five counts of molestation and 52 counts of murder. That's why I said 52 confirmed um, victims. He started, when he was convicted, he was like having a psycho attack or whatever, spitting and carrying on and whatever. And then, yeah, they, they fucking just... Shot him in the back. They tried to appeal, but they're like, nah, not going to happen. Um, yeah, and then it was turned down in 1994. On February 15th, he was taken to a special soundproof room and shot behind the right ear, ending his life. That's too quick. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you kind of want him to suffer, hey? Yeah. Like starve a python and throw him in with it, but a python that couldn't quite swallow you. Oh, Ramsey's dogs. <laughs> like half. <laughs> like not even, like just try to, <laughs> but didn't strangle, just went straight to eating. That's an, like that's, you could come up with better ways. Yeah, you're right, I could. Like that was really, really like kind of mild. Mm, maybe that's my fetish. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Mildly killing people? Mildly. But yeah, that was Andre Chikatilo. That's crazy. Do you see what I mean by like yeah. awful? It's messed up. Because I was like, I was not like excited, but I was like, oh my God, because I know you guys don't like, cr- like aren't really interested in crime. So I always try to bring like the most fucked up stories so that you can be like, well, that's nuts. Mm. And then I literally like got half, I got to the point where he was like chewing the uterus and I was like, actually. That's mm. exciting. I was like, this story is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh dear. It's just interesting how humans can act in that sort of way. And I think it does say like, say a lot, the, the water on the brain or whatever, like yeah. it can really affect someone they kind of say it like there was a um a story and this is true this really happened they did like a study on it and it was a dude who started having like normal guy perfectly normal and he started having i think i've told you about it before these pedophilic tendencies Mm -hmm. and out of nowhere he um told his wife he's like dude i'm having these like really weird pedophilic thoughts and they went and got him checked out and turned out he had um a tumor in his brain and they removed it pedophilic thoughts gone completely normal again Five years later, starts having these sorts again. Ah, oh, shit, I got a brain tumor. <laughs> yeah. Went straight back to the doctor. Another tumor. Again, removed it. Fine. Fine after that. Continue. But like they, it was kind of like interesting to yeah. see how certain th- your brain and what goes on with it yeah. affects. I 100% believe that like, yeah, the upbringing of them oh, yeah. and traumatizing events happen, like will create a person like that. Yeah. But also from day dot, just how they're wired in the brain yes. has an effect on like this w- as well. When people talk about like nurture or nature, I think they both, like you can either have like a super traumatic upbringing yeah. that fucks you up and then you go and do a bunch of fucked up shit or you're just wired differently. Yeah, that's just yeah. how you are. Like how can you have things like autism or ADHD and all sorts of different things, but you like, that's just the way your brain's wired. That's like the, yeah. you hear about depression. You, I used when I was younger and didn't know. Like you, you didn't know as much as you do now, but I always thought like, why they, why don't they just like do things and make them happy? But you, like most of the time, it is something like they can't help it. It's not about yeah. being sad or something. Like, Adam said they have yeah, some you, sort of chemical imbalance or something with their brain that actually just that's their signal. Yeah, it just yeah. makes them sad. Like, like nothing can help. Like you could do your favorite thing in the whole entire world. And you're just and sad doing it. Yeah, yeah, nothing's gonna solve that. Like it's scary. Like George said, it's just like it's the way your brain is wired. Yeah. And it's mm. the chemical, like chemical chemically. Imbalance. Sometimes it's that, and sometimes it's yeah. just like I think taking eyes out and doing things he done. I feel like that for a start. That to me is like, oh, I yeah. couldn't. You could never do that. But he to him it would have just been like that's it. Wouldn't have even thought about it. it yeah. Just been like that's just so easy. They also hypothesize that it's like um in America why they had so many serial killers, especially through the seventies, and that was because of all the lead in the water that there was too much lead in, so in it, fuck, but it fucked toxins. with their brains yeah, yeah and mm. that's why they end up with so many serial killers yeah. just thought well, it's like when you yeah, when you get drink it lowers you know some sort of your, the wall or something like yeah. you get when i drink i get like 
I'm going to do things, get excited, I can do this, I can do that the next day. Hence the scar in your face. Yeah, and so I can climb that fountain. But you can't. You can't climb that fountain, guys. Without ending up in the emergency <laughs> we room. We can climb, you just can't descend. <laughs> you like pop out of the spinach, you eat it and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that went bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. But anyway, that was Andre Chikatilo. How awful. Hopefully, this, this like I say every now and then, we do like a big episode where only I talk. Yeah, and I like them better. Do you why? Because you don't have to do anything. It's not just that. I like the store, the, the books, oh, you like the to big learn. stories. Yeah, but like our little ones are good. But I like a whole story on something. I like the little ones because I do less. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to stress about it as much. Yeah. <laughs> I get to enjoy it. But I know how big hard the big ones are because I've started that Wendigo one, yeah, and I'm just do. like backtracking <laughs> and deleting something, adding something. Do you and just I, sit there and think, God, she's amazing? Oh, I, yeah, so I do. <laughs> yeah. You are about. You should just do it all the time because I'm not amazing. That's what well, I like about oh, being at the no. bottom. <laughs> what? Like having a no expectation. Yeah, yeah. like, I didn't bring anything. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. I didn't really expect Josh, you to. Yeah, just you're here, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all we. That's all we need from you. Exactly. And even if you don't turn yeah. up, we're like, oh, didn't think you would anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, but anyway, um, tune in next week. We'll have another episode for you. Uh, depending on your rosters, we'll we release. Yeah, next, we'll be next week. At yeah. the moment, it's looking like Fridays are a good day for us in Australia to release. It'd be like a Thursday night in America if you're watching. Um. As always, subscribe, comment, tell us what you want to hear about. Tell us what you think Josh would like because you just said that you want to hear a little story story. And I feel like Jordan and I are pretty well-versed on a lot of this shit, whereas mm. you seem to not be as... What do you mean? He's the cryptozoologic... Not like necessarily... I can't put pen to paper. It's all in here, man. <laughs> it's all in there. Not necessarily the crypto, but more like just different things. You find stuff that interests you and you tend to stick, stick down that wormhole, mm. which I am a little bit, but you've got other stories you listen to I guess a wider variety of mm. you consume a wider well, variety that terror, of I started reading up on it about the expedition like the real one the real mm. expedition I found it super interesting I'll give you this more. I'll give you this Nat Geo one of the most recent one they did you'll like it yeah right it's on. really good I read it I was reading it on the plane when I was going to Brisbane to see Post Malone I was just like look at me with my Nat Geo I'm not like other girls I don't read Woman's Day <laughs> do you want to know what happened to him? Yeah. god no lady I can't read actually <laughs> No, actually, I got sat next to a lady who was tr on the way home. She was traveling to um, Raymond Terrace for a Jesus convention or something. And she was just like, hey, yeah, praise the Lord and all that. And I was just like, sick. Um, anyway, please don't talk to me again. Like, I was just trying to be nice. But she's like, yes, she kept trying to like insert Jesus into the conversation. I was just like, for fuck's You're sake. You're like, mm, hundred guys lost their lives here. Where was Jesus when they were hungry? She, uh, she asked That's me, she goes, rich. is there a beach in Singleton? And I laughed and the dude in front of me was like from mining and he laughed too and he was like, no, it's a shithole. And I was just like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. There is no beach though. And she was like, oh, okay. And I said, where are you going? She goes, Raymond Terrace. I was just like, there's a river. A, you have a great time. Yeah. It's going to be excellent. I'm glad you came all the way from Brisbane to go to Raymond Terrace. Yeah. So praise Jesus. <laughs> Hail Satan. See you later. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Right, see you Bye. later.